Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Lightbringers podcast episode five. Yes, it is. Checks YouTube. Um, <laughs> not sure. It's going to be fine. Um, it, hello, you can see everyone on your screen right now. We have Rook, we have Kroof, we also have Bloom as well. And we. Hello. Will, yes, this is awesome. We have a new person. Oh my God. <laughs> We've been getting new people. We get new people, but. It's, it's yeah. always an exciting time. And this year is Contestant good. number 24, Bloom. <laughs> right. Yeah. Thanks wait, for having me. Yeah, again. no worries. Yeah, yeah. Like, wait, what was that, Kruf? As- like at a pageant. <laughs> you get called up on stage. You have to answer a bunch of questions like, how would you, like, rule the world? And it's like, I would rule with grace and dignity. This actually <laughs> sounds exactly what... Jebra, like what Jebra makes us do every week on the podcast. Yes. Like, say your name. Okay? <laughs> yes, what do you do? Now, how would you bring about world peace? <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know, Jebra. I thought we were talking about oh, Gilmore too. Oh, with the I just question? make Gilmore stuff. <laughs> yeah, oh, well, I mean, maybe I should up the ante. Yeah, exactly. Well, I think that's a good question. We'll change it for today. <laughs> we'll, go, we'll go with how do you achieve world peace? Um, Something, something, Putin. Um, but like, yeah. Hello, everyone. Welcome. I hope we are very well. I hope you are good wherever you're listening. If you're listening live on Twitch, hello. Live on Twitch. Um, and also, hello. If you can't, I, I did wave. That was. Can't do the sound we of all, waving. We should all wave. Yeah, you should all wave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can I, all wave. I don't know what the sound of waving is. It would be like wind on the mic, of, or it would be Kroof's background noise. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you know that those are motorcycles and very large vehicles. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, also, yes, this episode is going to be about Echo Road Wilds, um, the blog post, and if we have time, because God knows how, how long that's going to take, uh, Jade Watts. So it's actually a lot of stuff today. Um, cool. Yes. Other than that, I hope everyone's good wherever they are. Uh, we're going to start off. And also, you're our intros. <gasps> First of all, we're going to go with Bloom. Bloom is new to the podcast. Oh, no. You're, oh no, what, what oh, are no. you cutting out? <laughs> is everything... No, go ahead, go ahead, do oh, it. No. Everything's okay, all right, pressure. Um, yep. Yeah, tell us what you do, where you do it, and advertise yourself and tell us yeah. also, I've given them a little bit of an advanced warning because Rina is doing some self-care at the moment, I thought it was good uh, yes. for us to talk about that a little bit as well, and I thought, you know, what sure. do you do every week or every month once, maybe, to yep. Yep. engage in self-care? There you go. Go Great. for it. Okay, cool. So I'm Bloom on YouTube. I make Guild Wars 2 videos, mostly for that like semi-casual audience because um, I myself just sort of play every now and then. Um, and I do editing for a YouTube channel called Skill Up. That's where I do my other work. So yeah, yeah. And then what do I do for self-care? I get massages every week. Go, act, act surprised like before. Go. Everyone's Every so week? Everyone's so shocked. Yeah, yeah. Every week is crazy. I know. And, and the story behind that is that my mum has just racked up loads of credit with one massage parlor and isn't using it because she moved away. And so uh, she just said, go use up all the credit. Wait, how do you and rack so up I, credit with a massage parlor? I, actually, I have no idea. I think it she's like an insurance on some thing sort to of, me. Yeah, I think she's on an insurance thing and she's just got this huge amount of credit and she doesn't wow. use it. So I end up using would it after gym. Would your mom like to adopt me? <laughs> <laughs> right, right. 
And then for the remainder of the credit, we will split it. Yes, yeah. Everyone, just come down to Sydney. I'll shout massages for everyone. It'll be great. (laughs) Definitely won't sound like a really sketchy internet scheme. Yeah, (laughs) I'll give you a. You'll get a massage here. Yeah, yeah. A free massage. A massage in my life. So I'm probably very tense, and there's a lot of scar tissue up in these. Proof same. Proof same, and I'm like. Your age. Wow. <laughs> Let's go yeah. get massages together, Let's Deborah. Let's yes. go. Next good one. Next, next packs west. Let's, yes. let's do it, everyone. I actually love the Absolutely. idea of a Lightbringers self-care podcast. Where we're all just like laying out on massage tables. Like, I don't know, let's talk about Guild Wars 2. And we have cool. cameras positioned up where our faces like rest. And we're all just when having you said up, I was like, what? Yeah. And you only, you only see our reaction. So we're like, yeah, I really like the J. Ah. Okay, I'm definitely and not it ready. Just be, and, <laughs> it'd be an ASMR stream at that point. Yeah, I think, uh, right. I think at that point, I might have to go from clean to explicit on my, on the anchor saying <laughs> yeah, the thumbnail wouldn't look good at all no no no, no. you're not already there because i was pretty sure we've pretty much we've brought it to about that point i feel like I'm still going for clean no one's noticed yet so it's okay i don't think there's anything they can do other than if they listen to it i don't know um blue tell us all the all the places we can find you yeah so on youtube it's bloom on twitch uh on Twitch, it's something else. I don't stream, so don't worry about that. On on Twitter, it is also Bloom um, at the moment. So, yeah, it's just it's Bloom on everything. Okay, so yeah. YouTube. And you, you might struggle to find it on YouTube, though, because I realized that there's a lot of people that have their YouTube names as Bloom on YouTube. So mm. typing in Bloom Guild Wars 2 probably works the best. Yes. You have yeah. a bird? There is a bird outside. It is, uh, I mean, they are waking up now at 5.30 in the morning, so... <laughs> Wait, it's 5.30 in the morning? It is now. Oh my yeah. god, I yep. knew it was early. I forgot it was... Okay, sorry. No, it's all good. Let me shut the window. No, 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 I no, no, that's fine. I don't are... mind a bird. Okay. All right. It's okay. Jeff's it's over here before the stream, like, Bloom, I don't know, there's a thing making a noise <laughs> on your microphone. The stream starts, Jeff's like, Bloom, there's a bird. <laughs> Did you invite a tengu over? What's going on? Right, right. Yep. Oh, <laughs> uh, I'm just a soundboard. Um, my grief makes me sad every week. Um, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's everyone's gone. Probably it's, every, it's everyone. Don't worry. Um, yeah. awesome. Please go and follow Bloom. Bloom's stuff is going to be in the description below the video or in the description for everything in all the places. So please make sure you go and check them out and all the things. Welcome. Awesome. Thank you. Rookery. Tell us what you do, where you do it, and also the self-care thing. Whoop. Yeah. Hey, I'm Rookery. Uh, that's spelled R-O-O-K-U-R-I. Uh, you can find me on Twitch and YouTube mostly, uh, but you can also find me on Twitter where it's Rookery underscore. Uh, not just Rookery, because that account's suspended, and I cannot pry it out of Twitter's hands yet. So one day, <laughs> but not yet. Um, uh, you also find me on Instagram, although I don't put as much stuff there as I probably should. So uh, there's that. But um, you can find me playing MMOs. We talk a lot about different things with, uh, from everything from lore to other content in the game to uh, making, you know, anything in the game welcoming and accessible be it role-playing all the way to end game content um and we have a great time while we do it so yes and self-care i mm, i tried to start prioritizing my own me time if that makes sense so like 
Um, because I think especially as creators, we find that like one, you're either on, like be it in a video that you're recording, um, be it turning it games you love into content, be it live mm. streaming stuff, like that kind of energy is very different um and then i was booking myself with like other things like social groups and raid groups and you know different groups i wanted to be in touch with afterwards and i started to realize that like the time that i was prioritizing the least was time that was just for myself because it felt selfish to do that like oh but i could be using this for that or oh my gosh but i need to keep up with these people or i need to do these things so i started like every day trying to make sure that i have at least 30 minutes of like just me me doing something that i like me alone playing a game not for content not for anything me going for a walk and i like leave my phone i don't check any of my notifications or anything um i try to just cut myself off and just give myself me time in something for my own enjoyment and that has really helped a lot mm. that's great yeah that's a that solid answer self-love <laughs> is a form of self-care people that's good yeah and then time yeah. is good Especially tuning out of uh, like things. I was thinking the probably the hardest thing to do there is like notifications on phones and keeping away mm. from like Twitter. Especially as a creator, like oh. cre- keeping away from all those notifications and the obligation of feeling like you should reply to other things and all the kind of stuff. Um, yeah, awesome. I'm awful at that. Yeah, exactly. It's just like three yeah. <laughs> a.m. Oh god. Anyway, um, cool. Thank you very much, Rookery. Awesome. Awesome. And Kroof. It is Kroof's birthday. They are 21 now. Happy birthday as well. Everyone in the chat, say happy birthday to Kroof. If you're here live, I'd appreciate it. Also in the comments below, make sure you say happy birthday, Kroof, and sing the entire song out in word, verses, choruses, and all the things, please. Or else. Yeah. I appreciate it. Otherwise, this is the final episode. Um, we need to reach a certain number of happy birthdays or else the next episode doesn't get released yeah 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 we need 21 at least in the description uh in the comments 21 my void is eternal reader uh, i'm very glad hi uh i'm kroof i do a lot of youtube stuff and twitch and twitter i also have an instagram it's at kroof but Likewise, I don't often post there too, too, too much. Um, but yeah, excited to be back. In terms of self-care, mm-hmm. I like to light a bath. Wait, light a bath? Fire. Light a bath. <laughs> How do you... I like to light a bath. Do you mean draw a bath? I mean, no, even light a bath. A bath. Okay, light light I like a to bath. set a bathtub on fire. No. Um, yep. A That's nice criminal. plate. <laughs> a nice plate of spaghetti with meatballs with a nice side of toast and I sit what? in it listening to Enya. Why I love that. On the I side? love wait, that. Wait, wait is to- <laughs> I, I love how Bloom and Rookery are just like toast on the side no. of like, you know, with meatballs. It's just normal. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> so, Why not? Full tea, though, if you have not had like a spaghetti or a noodle with bread, you're missing out. I mean, carbs I mean, yeah. on carbs, just peak perfection. I like yeah. having- like a lot of carbs but in like different fonts it's good <laughs> exactly and like what are you supposed to do with all the little scraps of sauce that get left in your bowl like you can right. just lick them off with your finger but it is way more satisfying to have the bread to like scoop it all up oh That's i love true. america um, oh, actually americans and australians now no one everyone's just like yeah we don't care see in england you do that but you just go in the other room and lick it instead and just like, <laughs> like my dad used to do when i was a kid it would just sit at the table with loads of people and just be like yeah i don't care <laughs> so, yeah. <right. laughs> <laughs> I don't care. Yeah. 
No bread. Also, taking, the... a night, uh, taking a walk is nice too, I guess. <laughs> a nice meal, like treating yourself to a nice meal, is it like self care? Is a very, totally. it's totally. like, you know, it has its different forms and shapes and sizes, and that's very true. Um, okay, awesome. Happy birthday, proof. I'm probably going to keep Thank saying you so much. it. Happy birthday! <laughs> I got wasted. I'm currently wasted. I love you so much. You got a whole bottle of vodka I see in the corner. What are you doing? Now, the I know real we just met in the bathroom and it's 3 a.m., but I love you so much. <laughs> So um, you're not drunk because you're not just acting normal. The real behind the scenes secret of this particular episode of the Lightbringers podcast is that before we went live, Kruf said, I actually have never been tipsy. Not even never. now. Not even after my 21st birthday. No. So yeah. I'm very, Great. very responsible. And I drink a lot of water and eat a lot of food. Um, maybe one point in my life I will progress to that point, but... So far, not yet. I, I think now, funnily enough, like I think it, it, I know we've got a Guild Wars Two podcast, but I think the world is a little bit different. Like getting wasted to the point of ridiculousness isn't the aim for most like younger people now. It's like the gym is. Yeah, we we <laughs> care our like, liver. Totally. Yeah, yeah I, totally. I kind of. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't you know, do that <laughs> at all. <laughs> yeah, you knew like, it was a... I, yeah, I totally right. didn't do that at all. <laughs> Me too. Mm-hmm. Oh, right, that was a good boy. Did <laughs> many things. Yeah. I was a good boy too, yeah. Played hopscotch yep. and... Yeah. I played Maybe hopscotch we... and took some hops. <laughs> no, to be fair, I learned very quick that I was like, this is miserable. Why would anyone want to do this? So, yes, I mean, as with all things, moderation, take care of yourself. Self-care comes in many forms. And yeah, I agree with you, Jeb. It feels like there's a lot of other ways for you to enjoy your time and spend time with people and like um, oftentimes ways that are less dangerous and or yeah. that are much better for you overall in the long run. It's definitely totally. changed. Plus, there's video time. games. Why get drunk when you can just play video games instead? <laughs> you can have a drink while you're doing that, I guess. You I have a Guinness sometimes. Yeah, sure. Nice. Yeah, yeah. I intend to enjoy alcohol nowadays. Anyway, this isn't the uh, Jebro Talks About Alcohol podcast. This, this is the, <laughs> the Jebro and Friends Talks About um, Long Arena Net. Arena Net, that's yes, it. Yes, yeah, Guild yes. Wars 2 is the game that we play, Jebro. Did you yeah, forget for a second? Oh, God. Oh, God, I didn't fix this screen. Uh, okay, it's going to oh, be no. fun. <laughs> oh, <my. laughs> I, did, I did it again. Oops. Yeah. Oh, wow. Came in. This is, um... Okay. I mean, it's not bad. Jebro, Interesting. did you get drunk before stream today? Is that what it oh, is? Oh, yeah. <laughs> in other through. news, my, uh, this is a jacket, and it has a lot of buttons on it, and... It was four dollars. Tell me more. Four dollars. I know it was at an antique shop, and they had clothing, and it was in the fifty dollars off section, and so I got it for four dollars. Is in the fifty dollar off section? (laughs) And when I just do one button, they look like mini like butt nipples. (laughs) Did you say butt nipples? I literally thought to myself. I hope Kruf says the word nipples in the next two seconds. <laughs> I was like, if Kruf does not say this, then I don't know Kruf and I haven't been talking to them on this podcast for ages. What is happening now? 
It's I, I bet. Dead air. It's swimming but, time when you fix things. Oh no, no, I'm okay. I can still talk. I didn't, I didn't okay, realize you were suddenly be showing off your nipples, though. Um, okay, <laughs> my, so my brass, my brass button nipples. Okay, well, everyone who's listened to this audibly is very sad right now. <laughs> like, they're just like, damn, I didn't go onto YouTube or Twitch. Watch this live, everyone. Waiting for the ban from Twitch. No, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Three, That's fine. two, one, go. Yes, indeed. Okay, so the Houston nipple. <laughs> April, uh, April the fourteenth. ArenaNet Studio updates. We had a little bit of a cheeky update from uh, ArenaNet. It was very good. Apparently, I haven't read it yet, so my my personal live reactions will be will be available. Also, shoot, I didn't even do my own self care thing. Did I? I don't think I did. No, Whoops, sorry. You didn't. Unbelievable. So, <laughs> counselors, mental health workers are probably the worst culprits for this, in all honesty. Uh, funnily enough, even though I trained in how to do it, which is funny. Um, for me, personally, I I do something similar to Rook, but I don't turn my phone off, unfortunately. I try to spend time in the evening cooking a meal which takes effort. And work, working out is a big thing I started to do for myself. Energy. Yep. Um, nice. But just weights and stuff. Nothing like, not cardio. <laughs> no. <laughs> I've got bad news. No, no. Okay. You can do an elliptical. I don't know what it is. Is it a sandwich? It's uh, it's like a plant and it's great oh. for sunburns. Um. <laughs> oh, that's a eucalyptus. Never mind. No, it's not that either. I knew exactly okay. where you were going with that. It was it, great. Isn't it aloe vera? There's a eucalyptus. Aloe vera is aloe the vera. one. There's eucalyptus. Yeah. But eucalyptus, eucalyptus is good for might. butt sunburn? I'm pretty sure. No, it's aloe not. Vera. No, aloe vera That's is definitely good. Never mind. Aloe vera is definitely Never mind. Yeah. Aloe vera, though. some mistakes, but it's okay. What's the one you said, Kruf? And what was that? It was a, did you make something? <laughs> no, oh my God. So many things have happened simultaneously. An elliptical, listen to me. An elliptical is not a sandwich. Eucalyptus is a real plant. Yes, eucalyptus is. Aloe vera is. So different. <laughs> oh my God. Got the botany knowledge going downhill. Koalas are eucalyptus. Read the blog <laughs> right. post. Yes. I will be representing the koalas today. Thank so you. We will have <laughs> none you, of yes. that. <laughs> I'm not reading this. Someone else is reading. Actually, wait. I will read the first four lines. <gasps> yeah, it's nice. Wait, can everyone see us? Yes, they can. Um, okay. Greetings, Tyrians. Ooh, music as well. As promised in last month's Future of Guild Wars 2, oh, I did the thing at the wrong time, blog post, we're back with another helping of the latest happenings here at the ArenaNet studio. Ooh. In this edition, we'll be touching on Guild Wars 2, End of Dragons, meta events and rewards, direct X11, oh, let's go to someone else then, uh, World vs. World and our ongoing new player improvement testing. Exciting. Who wants to take the first one? We're going to get Rook and Kruf to read the things today as they do. Very well. Yay. I'll, I'll do the, the first JC. I have some experience Go with it. it. Birthday friend. Yes. 
Thank Do you. it. Okay. <laughs> My birthday, friend. From the outset, we designed the final... Also, the title of this paragraph is Final Encounter of the Jade Sea Meta Event. From the outset, we designed the final boss of the Guild Wars 2 End of Dragons Jade Sea Meta Event to be more challenging than most of our existing open-world experiences. It's the epic finale of the story arc told over the course of ten years, after all. Over the past month, we've been making incremental balance adjustments to the meta event's final boss, with the goal of making it more accessible while still retaining an increased difficulty level. Between the mechanical changes we've implemented and the community's willingness to rise to the challenge, we've seen the number of successful clears increase dramatically in recent weeks. For context, in the first few weeks of March, only about 15% of boss attempts ended successfully. Most recently, that number has risen to over 60%, putting it closer to existing world bosses and meta event success rates while still being more challenging than any of them. In terms of balance, the fight is very close to where we'd like where we'd like it to be. However, we'll continue to monitor community feedback and completion rates and as always, make adjustments as needed. Next week's release will address a bug that caused the final boss to in- to enter the bite phase more frequently than intended. Which did hurt. I got three bites in a row yeah, yesterday, I and it was big sad. Yesterday as well. Oh no, I was in your one. I just realized I was in mine. In really? Group. Yeah, yeah. Because I saw it in the squad thing, I saw Kruth, and I was like, "What? <laughs> <laughs> we were in the same failed attempt." Oh, <laughs> it was yes. sad. We got so rough. close to. Yeah, yeah. Have you not? Yeah, have you been? Yeah. A, you've been what? able to finish? Has everyone been able to finish? Well, we'll what yes. we do yeah. is, I'll tell you what we do is, we'll read a section. We'll talk about it. Doesn't have to be yeah. an entire podcast in one section, but like, <laughs> yeah. so most notable there um, was the fact that it was fifteen percent boss attempts were completed, and now it's sixty percent, which is in line with bosses in the rest of the game, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, being just a little more difficult, they say. I, I think sixty percent must be like definitely more difficult than other world. Bo- I've never seen another world boss really fail, but I think sixty percent is good. I think it's, yeah. it's good for this event. That's a pretty good. I think they said sixty percent is like the rate that other bosses die as well, and that's what I'm thinking. I'm like, I how? Yeah, like, really? like that 40, feels weird. 40. But I think, but I think the reason is, is because we always go if we want to do it, we always get into an instance that's going to do it. Yeah. And so they count, right. they count the other maps which are open, right? Because they yeah. count as failed attempts. Like, yes, if they've been attempted, or maybe a certain amount of damage is dealt or something. They do say putting it closer to existing world bosses event, and sixty percent is closer to one hundred percent than fifteen percent. So you know, <laughs> yes. that's, yeah, I imagine. <laughs> I imagine that they. I imagine I'm they so glad you're here. <laughs> oh, thank you, thank you. Happy to be here. Well, I just <laughs> there's my great little excellent input. <laughs> I mean, if you hadn't been here, we probably wouldn't have come to that conclusion. No, exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I imagine that they must be including, like you said, Jeb, uh, failed attempts, or even those yeah. maps where you know, like somebody might chip away at X amount of it, but not actually have a group large enough to run it. Right. Um, I think we do when we go out to try and run metas or like at the times of day that we know that people oftentimes are, we look for looking for group, right? It's a concentrated effort. And then seeing that effort pay off is always good. Um, So I trust the numbers that they're saying here. And I like that this one's a little more challenging um, Mm. overall. I had noticed that the bite was proving problematic. I've seen, I actually am curious to see even how those numbers are affected even more when they fix that little bug. Because since the most recent Mm -hmm. changes, the rest of the fight feels like I've been getting groups where like 
if it does fail it's so close and a lot of times yeah. the difference literally is just like not having x amount of time to continue to do damage like because she just keeps going back and forth or like there was the issue too where she would do you know like break bar and then for a bit she would like immediately go into a bite or something and you're sitting there like how are we supposed yeah. to do this <laughs> like yeah so uh i think that we'll see that even go up just a little bit more but it feels good to me where it's at i think yeah it was a lot better because they actually fixed the bite for about a week or two and that's probably what saw the fairly drastic increase from 15% to 60%. But recently, I think two weeks ago, the patch that was the balance patch, it broke it again. So that's why it's been kind of stalling. So once they revert it back to what it was like, I, I think during the, the fixed bug phase, I was getting like, I got like five or six wins in a row. It was much more approachable, uh, but that I think the bite is a little bit uh, of an issue. The only other thing that I still think is weird are the Whirlpool Defiance bars. Mm. Those still feel like people aren't going to be doing them. Yeah. So I would like to see that be lessened even more because they're still very, very like thick defiance bars. Yeah, or reduce yeah reduce the defiance bar on them. I feel like if it was easy to just run past and pop a couple CC skills to break those, it'd be fine. But right now it's like you really got to be focused on one person's whirlpool to break that, and so it doesn't feel worth it, especially because you're saving your CC for the CC phase. Yeah. And because it is such a DPS, like, it's so close, right? Mm. Um, of course, if there's ever anything that's, like, not contributing to the effort, especially in a phase where there's also something else going on that, like, has to be dealt with, right? Like, you have to deal with the tail, or it's very likely that you will fail. So it does feel really strange to have, um, like, they were trying to do this scaling thing with a couple of things that I actually think is a good thing to put into the game when it comes to things like jade moss scaling or it comes to these whirlpools or stuff like that i like the scaling idea but it feels like it it it's like exponentially hardens to a point where it actually discourages people from engaging with the mechanics or like with the different you know events that pop up like jade ma you see people just yelling all the time like don't come over here we have too many people or like you know <laughs> yeah. because it'll literally get to the point where it does not seem achievable like maybe theoretically yeah. maybe numerically it would be achievable but like there's something going on with I don't know, the, like the realization of it. So yeah, I think that they should drastically bring down the whirlpools because that's not the focus of that phase. That is not what you are supposed to actually oh, be putting your DPS towards. Like it's, it's the most painful. Every single time I play it on Twitch, I, I don't play it much anymore, but the, the it's the most unenjoyable part of the fight as well. And when you're stuck in one mm. of those things or you're stuck in a bubble, it's just the most unfun thing. I hate it. I'm like yeah. literally like I can't do anything. <laughs> I feel excluded, yeah. and I almost feel like the revenant in Demos fights. Like I'm just like, <laughs> sitting there doing. I'm just like, but I'm being more useful in that. Like it's just, yeah. it's, I'm just, I don't like it at all. It's just, it's too, like you say, it's too much of a focus. It need to switch that up. Yeah, I feel like there isn't enough agency because you get locked into those, and there's nothing you can do except press one button. And I think in yeah. the case of the whirlpools, you can't even do anything. And it'd be interesting if you could CC your own whirlpool, like you could use your own CC yeah. while you're stuck in there. That would be interesting. Or have like, like a couple of extra buttons to <laughs> something to do. Yeah, right. yeah. yeah. I mean, I would you can pop yourself out of the bubbles, but you can't actually yeah. break yourself out of the whirlpools. You can only increase yeah. your health to allow more time for people yeah. to 
do the defiance damage, but as you've said, people aren't going to be using that. They're saving it for Suwon. So it, they should be reduced by like 50, 60%. Like it's, especially because totally. so many people can get hit by the whirlpools. Yeah. I agree. I would like it if they did something kind of like the Gorsifal eggs, where you could just, mm. like, by mashing yep. that, you, like, because you do, if you hit <clears throat> that, you will break yourself out, regardless of other people. And I think that would help. I like that suggestion a lot, Bloom, because, I mean, it's fine if it's something that you get trapped in and you have to deal with. But, like, with yeah. the positioning yeah. of some of those, and I don't even dislike the mechanic because I think, like, mm. thematically, it's kind of fun to see the whirlpools and, like, have people be lifted up in bubbles. Yeah. And it gives you, like, this different sense, again, of the verticality of what's happening and, like, yeah. what is going on around the arena. But the, the big problem is, is, like we said, that's not the focus of those phases. DPS is already so tight that, like, you literally have to run and deal with the most pressing issue. And if you are somebody, Jeb, like you said, that gets trapped in them, it feels really disempowering. Like, we had all oh, this was so brutal. I love this meta. I honestly have enjoyed it. I haven't been like, I'm not even upset about this particular one that happened, but we were like doing it on stream and we were at a 1% wipe. And like, literally, like we had this moment where we could have done it. I was like, we're ready. We're running back to DPS. And then like half the DPS all got put in bubbles and we were oh. sitting there in the bubbles just watching like we couldn't <laughs> do anything or like the timer was running down it's one percent and we failed it and I like literally sat there just going oh it's so hectic it was brutal sure. it was brutal yep. so oh, if there was more yeah. agency in those moments i mean you can use emp like but still if there was more agency i think it wouldn't feel nearly as bad um even the emp totally. doesn't really do that much yeah no you have I to know. have literally everyone hit the emp for it to like get down to like 10 percent, and then you still have yeah. to do your skills to break them out sure. this is wild Mm. It's it's definitely a fun one. Um, I was watching a I can't remember who it was. I think it was a clip. I don't think it was. It was it was someone. It was a clip on um, on Twitter, and it was someone. They were fighting one of the side bosses. So in and they did it with like one second to go, and they had like thirty percent left. Uh, it was on Twitter, and it was it was American. Oh, I can't remember. I can't remember who it was. Uh, it wasn't like a someone it was i was gonna say it's not a big streamer um but like, that sounds so awful um but literally like, everyone just jumped from the other platforms and actually came together and helped and i was like oh that's really cool and then they did it and i was like really hype and they got back on the platform i don't know whether or not they killed the boss in the end but um there is loads of little points like that during the the whole fight where you're like wow this is actually quite cool and exciting and then Still wondering about how many people actually want to do that event to get the turtle. I was lucky because they changed the, they changed the, they did the turtle change like one. Well, I, they did the turtle change, and then I was like, I'm going to do one more event. I'm going to do one more, and if I don't get it, I'm going to get the turtle. It was on stream, and it was the day they did it, and I was like okay let's go and we did we actually i was like one of the sub commanders i would say so i was like helping sorting yeah. parties i thought as well and i think i can't remember if it was that one but we did it and i was like so hype i just lost my crap i was like this happened hasn't happened since i did a raid fight that we've been trying to do for like <laughs> ages it felt like one yeah. of those moments you know those old school yes. like raid encounters where yes. you're just like damn this is so awesome yes, um that first yeah. clear feels so good yes um I tried I tried commanding this meta on like the first day because I saw the achievement 
that you could get by doing it before the last story mission. And my friend and I, yeah. I had just gotten a commander's tag, by the way. And I was like, let's just do it. Let's just try command this thing. We failed and it was like 60%. And I, I just thought to myself, man, this is hard. Um, oh, yeah, is, yeah. But, that's good. Yeah. But it feels great to finally clear that. I mean, the my first clear was in a group of literally a full 50-man squad all running raid builds. And even then it was really tight, but it felt really cool. I I honestly I love this meta and I'm really glad that they have been adjusting. I really think they've been fine-tuned adjusting it like in this way that feels like again they're not robbing it of everything and all of these adjustments like we said I think have been really good but like I agree there's this sense of tension with it and we've also seen just across the board the I think responsiveness and skill level of many different players start to collectively go up this expansion because they are being empowered with the tools and the challenges to like test the knowledge that they're getting, but they're also getting the information that they needed from things like the training arena. I've seen on multiple maps, like no joke, even going back to do return to stuff, like really old, old content. I've seen people having conversations like, wow, so many more people are CCing now. Wow. So many people are like, and I think that this particular meta tests that in such a great way. And it makes use of things like, giving EMP an actual role to play so that it doesn't feel like yeah. the whole game is just broken if you use it. Or like, um, you know, using the Jade Bot buffs, all these different things, the buffs are participating in the events, the adjustment that they then made later so that like, even if you start the events with the meta, you still get that. Like all of those changes have been great. It feels so good. Um, and honestly, it's a really memorable one. I waited and I got the turtle from it, even though I had like way more than enough to get it. Like I was yeah. just like, I just want to get the drop. I want to have that victory moment and like the bonus yeah. dialogue and the bonus collection you can get from that map. It's like, it really feels special when you finish it. I realized that I had, a, I, I was like, yeah, I've definitely got enough currency. And then I realized I'd broken it down, I think, or whatever you can do with it. Like before yeah. doing that, like I'd been double clicking it. And I was like, damn, I really hope I do do this now <laughs> because that <Yeah>. sucks. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, I was, it was, for me, for me it, was it, it just, it marks a really cool point in Guild Wars 2 history where we, uh, it says to me that ArenaNet aren't afraid to make difficult content and i think it's in, i think it's important having those skill checks every now and then yeah. to get the whole community like the whole overall skill level as you said rook to like increase because then you can because then the next content that they release for the next expansion they've got a new sort of skill floor with every expansion they've got this skill check and i think that's really important and i think it's yeah. really good i i love that they've kept the spirit of the fight alive as well by the way like even doing it now it doesn't feel that different to doing it when it was when it just launched every all the mechanics still impact you yeah, basically yeah, the yeah. same way they've just reduced the frequency but those mechanics still hit really hard you still really need, need to know what to do so i appreciate that a lot this is good it's uh yeah, being able to, I think they want to want people to be, feel included, and that's one thing they've always wanted to do. But like you said, you know, it's it's good to also be like, you know, we can't, you can go that extra level and actually do get, you know, we can have that challenge with that as well. And that's important. And it's not just like PvP or something because I think that used to be the standard of maybe you know your skill in terms of like you know being able to beat someone or like you know win a game. Et and you do a one v three. <laughs> yeah, you, you can't do a one v three. Well, most nothing. of the community think they can do that anyway. They just die. Like I can, Jabro. Yeah, I know you can. I know I can. I'm like so good. 
<laughs> Catch me on a scourge? I can. <laughs> I like that Kerf's like, ha, 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 I'm so good. And then Kerf also the next second is like, but really though, I could. No, like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, no really, fight me. <laughs> on that bombshell, uh, Rook, do you want to read the next one that's also not complete rubbish? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think this is it dovetails great. This is even more off of some of the good changes they've made for this meta. So, yeah. End of Dragons meta event rewards. In the weeks following the release of Guild Wars 2 End of Dragons, we heard you loud and clear that the rewards for the new meta events needed a little more oomph, especially when you consider the difficulty and the time required to complete the events. In other words, there needs to be a stronger incentive to replay the content after the initial playthrough. Since then, we've removed a significant number of junk items from the loot tables, so you're more likely to get higher value items, increased the value of the reward chest contents, and added a hero's choice chest for successfully completing these events. And while these are good improvements, we recognize that a stronger incentive is needed if we want these events to be a long-term addition to the end game open world experience. This is especially true for Dragon's End, which contains our most challenging meta event to date. To help address this, in next week's update, we'll be adding a new Void-themed infusion as a rare drop to the Bounty of Dragon's End loot table. Sorry. Carry on. Sorry. <laughs> what was that I, noise? Remember, <laughs> like, that mouth fart. It, it, it was a mouth fart. But, like, if not, it, it, was like a, it was like a wow kind of, <laughs> like, it didn't come out right. Sorry, continue. Yeah, that sounded like I was, like, Void-themed infusion, and Jeb was like, that's a <laughs> no, 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 no. That's not actually <laughs> what Infusions more. No, no, no. I was, it was more like, wow. Like, but I was trying to do it under my thing, and, like, and I remembered my micro still. I was like, yeah. I'm actually excited for that. Sorry, continue, and yeah. we'll talk about it afterwards. I don't know. Yeah, sure. Um, even though Jebro might be disappointed, the Bounty of Dragon's End can be earned daily for successfully completing the meta event, and up to five additional chests can be purchased each week from the vendor Myung Hee, located in the Xingjie Monastery in Seitong Province. Ooh. The end. Five chests. Mm-hmm. Yes. Now, are those can five just... Bounty of Dragon's End, or just like five champion chests? I think it's the ba- specifically Bounty of bounty. Dragon's End, because... Wait, I feel like you're gonna five be, additional chests. You, you're gonna get a lot of ass because that has the ass in it. No, the hero's choice chest. Has oh, you're ass. right. You're right. Okay. Yeah. So what's yeah. The bounty of Dragon? That new- one's the one that, uh, <laughs> that one that contains the like meta-specific loot, like the um the map currency and and I guess the chance at the infusion drop now. But can I just say real quick, uh, with this change, the the statuette price. <laughs> Like the prices for those statuettes, you have to trade into oh. that vendor to open that that vendor. Have absolutely skyrocketed, and I am ab- so upset that I did not invest in those statuettes before. They were the the one from Dragon's End was like forty silver before yeah. this blog post. Now it's at like two and a half gold. I should sell mine. And, oh, I just thought like imagine if you had bought like 100 gold worth of dragons and statuettes you'd be rich right now flip that into a profit i i yeah. kind of held on to uh i started collecting them in my in my bank so maybe i will nice. oh i've got i didn't All even right. think about that. i don't even the thing is i'm i'm not playing i've played it a lot but i just 
I just go and kill the things and then I'm just like I don't even look at the rewards sometimes. I'm just like, yeah, yeah, cool, that's good. I've just got I'm yeah. at that stage now in my life, I think, where I just don't care. Like it's just I'm just yeah. I don't grind for stuff ever. So I'm like the fight has to be good. If it's not good, I'm just not gonna do it again. I keep doing yeah, yeah. at that time in my life where I've got no time to waste and just like I wanna enjoy all the things and I don't wanna do the same same thing again unless it's really worth it. And yeah. Now they've added, added this void infusion when the void stuff yeah. is pretty cool. Um, that might be a reason to grind it. I don't know. How would yeah. a void infusion? Uh, what do you think about that? Oh, Kruf isn't sure. Birthday, oh, yeah, Kruf. Yeah. Birthday, Kruf. Some takes this too. is... Uh, I don't <laughs> think infusions are the answer to <gasps> this problem or really any problems with rewards. Yeah. In two. Uh, I think infusions, some people might like them, and I think it comes down to the aesthetic of that particular infusion. Like the the, the, yeah, dwarf, the dwarf infusion. infusion is the best, yes. Some people like the chalk <laughs> infusion. Some people want to have that visual of, yeah, of I, something yeah, totally. different. But it because we don't know what it looks like and because it's just an infusion that is probably going to be a super, super rare drop, yes, yeah. I don't think that will propel people to want to farm it i I think when you make the rewards a little bit more tangible yes people Mm -hmm. tend to still go after it so i think the infusion is nice yes but there should be something else in that middle to have more reoccurring reward to to dragon's end and also the other meta events so i don't think that this is going to be the thing that sees a a marked uptick in farming this map okay right totally agree i think i think guild wars 2 in general has kind of a problem with mid-tier rewards um it feels like a lot of meta events are either you get a lot of materials mm-hmm. or you've got this like 0.0001 percent yes. chance of getting an infusion and i've i've really i'm not the kind of player that i've never done a meta event expecting or even like hoping that i would get the infusion no. if i got one it would be purely accidental i would love for there to be like a 10% drop chance skin set. Like, it'd be really cool if the um, Jade Tech armor or something, you could get the skins as, like, a rare drop from the meta. Or just having just one thing. About nine keys. You know, just a slightly... Yeah, gems just, or stuff. Yeah. Right, just one. If I'm, I know we've had this discussion so many times throughout the Guild Wars 2 community, but if just one mount skin was in that <sighs> meta event... And it was like just a bit higher than an infusion. People would farm the hell out of this. Well, they could do, especially if it was sellable on the trading post, like a void Kieran skin or like a void Springer, like yeah. Or just the turtle, like because like that was you could get the turtle egg from it. So have something turtle themed. Yeah, turtle skin, turtle skin would be a great callback. I mean, oh, I just want so bad like a um. Oh, a salt spray dragon for oh. sky sail or something like, and you could get yeah. one or like a void infused one or something like two different. I don't know. It's it's tough because I agree. I do actually think that this infusion will incentivize a portion of the community yes. to run this in a way that they are not. <laughs> like I have actually heard many community members specifically say, "Give us an infusion from this," and because that is kind of the precedent yeah. from other things. I mean, I think that's why. Um, I mean, one, it's nice just to know that, like, hey, maybe if I do this one day, I could get this incredible thing, and I could get so much money from it. (laughs) And per the rules of gambling, like, whether (laughs) you're gambling money or time, right? 
there is a very real human drive that compels us to try to get that almost high that comes from it, right? Like Mm -hmm. the sheer chance that I could get this. Um, So like, I do think that that is incentivizing, but I agree as well, absolutely with what everybody is saying. Mid-tier rewards, like farming mats and stuff, it is a reward. You do get gold and that empowers you to be able to get other things. But there is something so satisfying about like really getting something that feels interesting or related to or iconic to the thing that you're doing i even really liked how they handled the um memory of otter like with drizzlewood where you know like there were collections you had to do and you followed this little treasure hunt and you got more lore about the map and then you ran it a bunch so that you could get these memories and then to me it felt like even tying it into something like an achievement thing where you know you it was relevant like it was related to the world around you it was part of the kind of narrative it was this special bonus thing and if you worked hard for it you knew that you would get it and i like that kind of thing you know what i mean where you're like i know when the end goal is in sight for certain rewards or like you said even repurposing some of that jade tech armor for people who might not you know go get get it the other way and craft yeah like yeah to have a drop off of that would also be nice so that you could get those or you could sell them. Um, I totally agree. I think that there would be ways to put a little bit more of a unique incentive in that middle ground that isn't like the really rare gamble, but like does make you feel, oh yeah, this is good. And of course you can trade in the statuettes and there are other rewards. Like I, I don't think that this is, you know, garbage. Like I love right, it too. Yeah. And I just love the content. Yeah. Um, I just enjoy running it, whatever they give me personally, yeah. but not everybody feels that way. So. Is it like yeah. uh, I? Well, question. Here we go. Like I, I was we were talking about this. I was thinking, okay, what could be really, really cool that we get elsewhere that we have to do to we have to do like people have to do raids and stuff. And I was thinking, legendary armor, weapons, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, aren't really tied to much, much stuff like this towards in the, each expansion. Like you got Harfons and you got the. The raid gear is very much tied to there, you know, the legendary gear, the PvE look, right? And I was thinking, okay, well, what if there was, like, an additional thing in each expansion? They brought in different things, like in strikes and everything, where you... Okay, you had to do this thing where you get all the base stuff for the raid armor, and it's the same, but you could alternate or you could adjust the look by getting something extra from, like, strikes or the harder content in the meta, like this meta, for example... And kind of put that together to adjust the look of your legendary. So like every expansion or every major story living world thing where there's a theme, like you can get Mm. this adjusted, you can get this set of items that would be that you would put with your legendary item to mix it up with the theme, very much like the weapons are for the Orim weapons, and have a themed set like a skin set for your legendary mm. armor. So, and do like which, what they're doing with the flipping legendary weapons they got now, right? Like you're going to be getting the additional things to change that into another dragon look or skin or however they're doing that. Why not do that with the armor as well? Like I'm just totally. thinking about this. Like I'm not, I didn't have this idea yeah. before, but like, that's a good idea, isn't it? Like actually, yeah. why, why isn't that actually a thing? That actually should be a thing. <laughs> I feel like it should be a thing because they're doing it with the weapons. Like that would be, imagine if your armor was now more like, you know, void kind of legendary armor. And then you've yes. got like Heart of Thorns, which is the way it is. The, over there which is another, another conversation um and then yeah. you've got like path of fire themed as well like you could you could, it, you could do so much of it actually if you're good about it. sorry i'm just having the ideas right now in my head so like i'm thinking the, i'm one of those people 
<laughs> like idea the idea the world will know yeah but like, i don't know I don't if know. they're gonna do it i, I think, won't do it <laughs> we're not I gonna think, do that i think the weapon is a nice indicator it. of what they could do i would yeah. advise or like would love extension four we have another set of legendary armor and it kind of goes in the same way yeah. where you can go on these journeys to have some alterations or with like them. strikes armor instead since they go more the way of strikes maybe yeah Maybe, yeah. I think. Yeah, perhaps. Um, I mean, I think what Rook was saying with the otter and like That's the stone cool. infusion and that sort of thing, having those yeah. rewards that um, indicate that you've done some certain kind of content a lot uh, are really cool. And the void infusion just feels too rare of a drop. I think the I think the Aurene legendaries you're incentivized to do Dragon's End because you get the the ass every single week. From and the memories it. of so, every day from it so yeah and memories of, of Aurene so having an Aurene legendary shows that you either waited however many weeks to buy like the 20 weeks to buy it from Arborstone or you've also grinded Dragon's End every day um, but I think I guess it's just not like unique enough to Dragon's End but I, I don't know that they even need like a unique reward for every and single meta but i don't yeah. know if i don't know what the look of the void infusion will be because yeah there already is yeah. actually a void combat tonic for the strike yes. missions so i don't know how if the graphic will be too oppressive where you can't even see your model it'll maybe just feel like this the strike mission yeah. combat tonic Good idea um, i wish you could do i wish you could plug infusions into your weapons that would be cool gave the weapon the infusion instead of yeah. your whole body I feel like that's a little I agree less aggressive. Yeah, like your weapon yeah. had like a special. Yeah, that would be so nice. Betrayal. That'd be sick. Dying That'd weapons cool. and like like that whole thing, like being able to die weapons and stuff is really. They can do that in ESO. <laughs> you can die yeah. your weapons. That's true. Yeah. It's 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 so interesting to me because um, Guild Wars two probably across the board, given the way that they incentivize rewards on maps right like this is me thinking in my head about like how do we balance rewards and other mmos and like what kind of things do i expect from doing some kind of thing right so in my head i went okay like what do i get from doing a dungeon in something like final fantasy 14 and i went okay well there's usually a gear set it's either like a repurposed one that's like a reused asset from the game that you can die or it's like a whole new set so everybody gets new gear sets um and then you get maybe new weapons or maybe you get accessories uh, but usually there's some kind of minion there's like a music scroll that drops and so then in my head i was like oh well like maybe for these metas we should see like a range of rewards kind of like the raid bosses you know like where they can they have a chance yeah. of dropping like a mini of themselves or they have a chance of dropping these like different unique weapon skins or um you know the ascended items or like stuff like this where i was like oh maybe adding something like that in that would be kind of like a collection for this but when you think about I guess really the map rewards in general in Guild Wars 2, there's far more there than what we see in most other MMOs. Like, open world content is a great weakness of a ton of MMOs. I think, like, oh, ESO yeah. maybe does it the best closest to Guild Wars 2, but Guild Wars 2, nah, for Guild me, Wars by and far, has the absolute best open mm -hmm. world. Um, yeah. So, like, the rewards for doing stuff there, I mean, there's all kinds of stuff. There's minions, there's, you know, the cute little dragon scarf, there's, you know, different outfits, black lion keys, there's so, like, I guess you do end up with a pretty wide variety of different rewards. But I agree in the sense that, like, meta events are their own kind of content. And they seem very intent on really, really honing in on them as endgame open world content, right? 
So if you're going to really make that a feature of content and you don't have other instanced additional content like dungeons and stuff, I think you do need to give those events something really unique to them. Yeah. Like, and I think they could have done anything with this, but from Salt Spray Dragons to the Shrine Guardians that are in the zone, to the Turtles, to the you know history of uh, Luxins in the region, to Su Wan herself and her own aesthetic. You get like the Salt Spray weapons and things, but... I don't know. Yeah. I, it does yeah, feel like this could have a wider range. They have an armor set for every map. Like, every map has its own armor set in End of Dragons, but the only way to get them is through crafting, and it would be cool if you could just get the skins of them from each meta event, that you could just you could just yeah. sell the skin off, and you can craft yeah. for the actual stat version, yeah. like the ritualist and stuff. I just, just like, got the hat. I, I would love if they just had more stuff in in there like unique skins to each meta but i kind of i kind of understand how small arena net is in comparison to something like uh you know square enix so um i think just reusing the stuff they already have in the game like it's that that would be smart to me and like the salt spray stuff like you mentioned there's that salt spray helmet and scarf but you buy it from like a vendor in the first map where instead if those things were just in the dragon's end meta then that'd be a cool little unique reward i mean a lot of people don't even know that you could buy though i didn't even know until the other day that there was a like a salt spray mask that it's from a certain yeah. vendor in echo Wild or something I like that, know about that yeah I know the yeah the mori village you do the mori village heart and right. you can buy a kunavang salt spray mask i need to do that yeah. more like, it would have been really cool. like a <laughs> They did yeah, that in the base yeah, yeah. game as well. You get, yeah. you get different like achievements for again different things as well that you buy from them. I really like the idea that you have Bloom to like use what they've got, but repurpose it in such a way, like you said, like either skin versions or like if you do the meta, maybe there's a chance of that same weapon dropping, but it just has like a special effect on it. Or like maybe yeah, there's, yeah. you know, I I agree. I think that it would be nice. Or you could like you know get the base weapon from the map or something and then if you in your achievements or whatever run that meta enough times you unlock like a, a new shiny form of it like you know yeah. like powers oh, up upgrade it. Yeah, yeah yeah powering yeah. up yeah, that's I mean, and it, like, yeah. yeah i mean i don't think they have to do much either i mean like to, to quaddle has like a whole set of ascended weapons that are basically the exact same skins as all the other like base core ascended weapons they just have a little particle effect on them and they, if they just did that for um, End of Dragons, like with the Dragon's End, if they, they just gave like, I don't know, the Jade Tech weapon set, they just had a version that had a little void particle effect on it. People would go wild for that. They'd totally go for it. Mm. Yeah. And people also just like opening chests. The, yeah. There's an uh, the event in Aspenwood in Echovald Wilds. That actually drops more chests than the meta event of Echovald Wilds. And I've had a more... It felt more rewarding to just do the side Aspenwood event than it did to do the meta. And Dragon's, Dragon's End does yeah, have many, true. many maps, or many, many chests to open. Mm. But I think that also the lead-up events, when you hit the different phases and the intervals when you do the split stuff to, to get to Suwon, I think mm. those could also reward you some extra chests, yes. just in case, you, you know, you fail... 
Are you talking about where the, the chests are all in a big circle? And you have yeah, to run. that's, that's good. I love doing that. That's fun. <laughs> yeah, I literally yeah. like doing that. There's that. It's that kind of weird, like, cell phone game loot, like, kind of feeling you get where you walk around and you're just pressing mm-hmm. F and you're just like, damn, oh, 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 oh. And then you look at your bags and you're like, damn, I haven't opened yeah. half of these chests because my bags are full. Let's go yeah. back and do it again. And you just, like, get all of these crafting materials. And actually... Because it's so much, it feels like it is a reward because you just get so much stuff, even though it's not necessarily worth a lot of money. So yeah. I actually really like that because you can sit, you can visualize it, right? It's, in, it's that kind of visual connection you get to it. Like, I can see lots of chests and I'm opening them. There's something gratifying about that. Whereas you don't get that in Dragon's End. You don't even get a big one, do you? Do you? No, you get, you get like a whole yeah, ring of one? chests at the end. But I think what Drew is saying is just, it's having those intermediate chests while right. you're doing those okay. events and stuff okay. would be really good because then it's uh, not so backloaded. It's not so like if you fail, you get nothing. It'd be cool to just have those middle events. It makes you okay. want to participate in those ones. Um, you I think, don't get much, do you, yeah. while you're running around? Like, I'm you don't get up like, to anything. It. Yeah. It's just a lot There's of a work. Few. I think they added even some more. Like this, But yeah, it doesn't feel as much like you know, here is the treasure top. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, killing like, killing those salt sprays feels like a really big mark. Like you kill those those big void yeah. salt sprays and they have a chest right there. And, and they don't give you something. anything. They don't give you anything. They, so even though they're a super hard little fight. Yeah. So it's about progression and not just like, so maybe, but so, yeah. all right. So I know I understand what you're saying, Griff. So like you yeah. literally got the, the pathway in Aspenwood, which is like, you've got a pathway of loot basically that you kind of get mm-hmm. as you get there. But, Dragon's End does not, and you've got the kind of mega loot at the end, which isn't mega loot anyway. Um, mega loot is just the thing I just said made up. It's not an actual thing in Guild Wars Two. Uh, yeah, that's what happened. This is going to be me at Five the end. Mega loot. Congratulations. Um, it's not really that kind of thing, but like, so that would be cool. Yeah, I mean, you could. I mean, you're literally going down each path on the left and right, on the east and west. Sorry, and the mid, obviously, and then not each path. You could get a reward, um, but you'd have to put in a certain amount of contribution, whatever. Then you get that, and then you... Yeah, why not? Like, that, that actually makes sense, because it is such a long... Yeah, that's it's the a feeling. Lead up. It's a it long, time-consuming lead-up yeah. to, yeah. to actually finding Suwon, which I don't mind. I like to have a reason to play. Yeah, I like Kruf. It, it, does, <laughs> it does sting even more when you spend, yes. like, half an hour... And you don't get anything if you fail. For the mo- we get a little something, but it it doesn't feel like it's proper compensation. When I could have been doing uh, countless fractals in the same amount of time and made like fifteen, twenty gold. <laughs> That's actually yeah. a really good point. And like even aside from just the chest, when I think about like I mentioned the like otter right memory of otter and everything from that. Um, the fact that they almost delineate different parts of that meta. So like you obviously it was a map broken into two parts becomes one big whole thing. But like we have all these little like benchmarks in that so you know like you finish the map you you do all the little like you know zone control stuff and then you get little rewards from those um and then you go and you finish up like that one big fight with at the end of it uh sort of in that midway point and you get a bunch of chests then you have like the champion loop that you can run then you have the next portion and you know if you're working on otter uh there's different like big boys that are around there you get like the additional otters from them i can't remember what they're called right now sorry i don't big know what they're the what they boys. should be called yeah the little <laughs> yeah. tag says big boy, big boy. <laughs> so, like yeah. you take them down and you get special rewards but like 
every no single crew. part like you get the special stuff for memory but like every single part almost had like different overlaps so like you know oh hey maybe if i didn't need these particular guys just to get the chests at the end i do need them for like an achievement or there is you know they can contribute to this thing or they can drop the memories or there's like this next leg that has this different set of rewards and like even on dragonfall there's like that sort of same champion loop that you do and there's different ways that they've tied that into different collections and achievements and stuff so it feels like, I mean, like you pointed out, Bloom, there are these great moments in this meta, like fighting the salt sprays and like things where it almost feels like there should be another set of things, like an additional yeah. task Suwon gives us that's a collection, you know, like to to take down the salt sprays and to free them or like, you know, whatever it is, like where then that would contribute towards something else or other rewards or a different achievement so that it really did feel like each portion or like i think you do get achievements from doing each of the different lanes because they all have like different kind of little stories but i don't actually know i don't think they really give you anything just like ap and you can do yeah like i think it's like complete 20 events with each lane or something something like Mm -hmm. that yeah what's what's interesting to me is that they used to have with the meta events like a key and chest model where you would get keys from previous events to open chests at the end so doing the pre-events, you didn't need like a stacking buff or something to incentivize you to do that. You just got keys so that when you complete the event, you could open more boxes. And I thought that that worked really well, but they didn't do that in End of Dragons for some reason, even though I'm I feel like it made a, a lot of sense. Of the yeah, map the buff. Stacking. Right, exactly. That, that like, is... I'd... And why? Think, why, why, why? Just to... Just to uh, it, I think it's that's, it... Because um, that's in every it, map. It punishes you for coming in late, and because there isn't really much of a reason to exist in the Dragon's End map until the meta, people oftentimes come in at the very end. I mean, it's true. So people oftentimes taxi in. They did update it to where you get five of the map buff. However, you only get five additional chests, because the inner ring of chests actually consumes one stack of the map buff so if you oh want to get God. all possible if you I want to get all possible either. rewards <laughs> see if you want to get all yeah. the possible rewards out of that meta you have to get 10 of that buff which means you can't get in at the last moment you have to be playing I mean, those pre-events wow. incentivizes does, you to do it properly i guess which does incentivize you but if you can't succeed and get that it's like yeah. you should be getting those rewards by playing the events normally rather than having to play the events and then succeed seed and then open the extra chests i can't um, yeah. yeah that's that yeah. but i feel like we've i don't know it if we're means, gonna get to I like a mod world <laughs> no, it means if, you, if you got like the thing is if you, it was a key system it means that if you did a run that failed you'd still have the keys yeah. for the next run um and so you wouldn't have to I mean, you could taxi in at the last minute on a dragon's end if you've already got the keys, which is like what I do with Auric mm-hmm. Basin if I can't be bothered to do all the pre-events. Um, if I've already got keys stacked up from previous stuff, I can just jump in, do the last bit of the event, and open some chests up. Um, yeah, it's weird that they went with this buff system. It's such a, like, yeah. not something they've done before. And, I, and they're character-bound. Yeah. So if you just happen to be on the wrong character and you realize, yeah. like, oh, I don't actually have the entire amount of stacks that I need yeah Ooh, that's a good point or especially class yeah yeah like if you're trying to figure out like hey we actually don't have enough you know a a lack or something as you're like trying to go in and then you're like i'll have to switch and then you go oh wait i can't because i don't have the buff on that that's actually a really good point i i hadn't thought about it i i liked the buff i don't know i i liked that 
I felt as though as well. it wasn't, I mean, I liked that it felt like it, it wasn't just the final battle, right? To me, it almost like created this continuity of like, well, we're empowering our mm-hmm. allies in the region. We're getting stronger. We're getting this buff. And because of that, like we're more prepared. We're, we're ready for like this, you know, final thing. And like, mm-hmm. because we put all of that work in, like we will have a shot at engaging with the boss. Um, which I liked in that sense. I agree, though, in that it creates problems. Like, it does. It definitely does. And, I mean, even when you pair that with the fact that um, getting into the maps has been difficult. Like, yes. if you have, a, like, a full squad and there's, like, two people that are trying to get into the map to do the events, like... This hasn't been as much of a problem since they shifted f- like five percent of these buffs being able to get like being able to get them from the actual meta push itself. Um, but like back before they made that change, people like I'd be sitting there like, please let me in this map because if I miss the starting events, like I will be bringing this group down. I will, yeah. you know, like I I might be the difference between what we do or don't have for this push. Like like yeah. please let me get in here. Um, and so to me, it does kind of feel like that is an issue to not be able to even instance in because of the caps on the maps. If you show yeah. up late or like, you know, you just got off work and you rushed home and you end up joining one that's like about to start the meta, but like literally you can't get the buffs you need. That's a problem. Um, if you're a new player and you don't even realize that you need the buffs and you're like, yeah. uh, what? <laughs> like, I <laughs> yeah. can't get all of those. So, um, it, it feels like it's maybe a little redundant in that if we already have the, like, get your mastery up and use the Jade Bot buffs, then, like, having those be the difference and then having something like the keys, hmm. I think I would have been fine with that. The Jade it's, Bot it's, it's would be a- cool. Like, if you tied it into, like, the Jade Bot was the thing that could, it, like, had the buff and you could just change over the... I think the big reason people want that buff because it's a damage increase, but the Jade bots also serve as a damage increase as well when you collect the offensive and defensive protocols. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it just, it's like the buff feels so necessary, but it is so different that I don't know. Like It's an additional thing. It's an additional thing, isn't it, right? People just have to, you kind of do it automatically though, I feel like now. If you've gotten used to it, I I feel like most people that are doing that event is like, They'll just pop over to a place and they'll just be like, yeah, I've got to get this thing as I go around. Oh, no, there's a chest over there. Maybe I want to use it for that. And then you're like, oh, there's like a, I can really get this. I feel I feel like they don't need to add additional stuff when the thing is already quite difficult for people to understand. And it's another icon on your buff bar that is going beyond the to the screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's and, true. Right. And once again, I think it's this problem of... Um, that you have this like gap between a group that doesn't have those buffs and the group that does. You have this like uh, the the fight has been balanced around the idea that people could have like all fifty people could have this buff, which is just a huge increase compared to if they didn't. And I think that makes I think that makes ArenaNet's job really difficult. They've made it harder for themselves that way because they've once again like you've already got boons, you've already got now the the jade buffs. And then you've also got this stacking map buff, and it makes it, I don't know, it makes it really difficult for ArenaNet to balance around that. Um, and they kind of need to, like, cull those elements, otherwise... Yeah, it is weird, because they did that. Buff. They they had these, because they wanted to get, with combat balance back in the day, they wanted to get rid of these unique buffs that people had, so then turned them more into boons. So they said, like, like, resolution was a boon now, and, like, you know, all actually not... 
not that one specifically, but older ones where it was just like, rather than this really long-winded, which have still got on classes, you know, classes do have their own specific buffs, which, you know, boost party, like, five-person DPS or whatever. Um, but yeah, so it just, it just feels like another one of those things, and they've just brought it back, right? That makes sense. Like, why... Do we have all this long convoluted stuff? Like, just seeing all these buffs above your bar, you know, when you've got the all the banners, you've got the foods, then you've got utility, <laughs> then you've got the buffs, then you've got some other buff, then you've got a ham sandwich, and you're just like, why? Why do I have all this yeah. stuff? I mean, it feels good. I like, my, I'm feel complete, I guess, in a way. But also, it's like, just like, whoa. I'm, I'm just if I go along it, and I'm like, do I have everything? <laughs> I feel like an old yeah. man now. I mean, I think the reason, I think the question they were trying to answer with this buff is the fact that, I mean, there are, there has maybe been at times a penchant in the community to, um, they don't want to punish you, like, if you come in and so that you can't get loot at all if you don't participate, but then you also get problems sometimes where, like, people have hoarded whatever, and, like, you're trying to make this push on a map, and then you just, like, see them park it in a corner of the map and just, like, AFK until, yeah. like, whatever thing, like, procs. And, like, then they go, oh, cool, well, now the boss is up, so I'll do what I have to, and then I'll get my rewards. Um, which means that that particular run could be like really hindered because of it um because people aren't actively and fully participating so i think that's kind of what they were trying to answer with this where they were like we want to make it so that like you uniquely do have to get something from participating in order to really have the highest chance of success so like from that perspective i actually like the design but like i said it does create these other problems and i totally agree with the fact that i think that especially for players that like don't understand or don't know all of the different buffs debuffs all that kind of stuff like looking at the visual information of what is happening at any given time like trying to see like even just i don't know what boons did i apply i don't know did do i have this stack like sometimes it's incredibly difficult and because mm -hmm. we don't necessarily as far as i know have a lot of control over how that visual information is displayed or like you know like to prioritize like oh i'd like to see just my buffs and be able to move that over here and like blow this up so that i could see it better and make sure that if i'm supporting and i'm like providing boons that i can absolutely the most effectively see my timers or like if it's an environmental thing like we don't have that full extent of ui customization just in the game so it makes like actually understanding some of that information incredibly difficult to the point where like yeah i didn't even know until somebody shouted out on a map like hey doing the event gives you a buff that i was even getting up i was like yeah oh yeah there is one <laughs> huh <laughs> right yeah yeah <laughs> sure and they do this a lot even with you know raid mechanics and stuff you have mechanics that are will give you a debuff but it's on this tiny little debuff bar like you can see all these lined up buffs and it's just you gotta you know awkwardly like hover over it and be like oh what does that do how what's, it, what's the duration on that and yeah i agree um they don't have those ui elements to support so many unique buffs in the game, um, which is why I think the key system made sense because you could easily track, like when you open your inventory in that map, you could easily just track how many keys you've got. Whereas the buffs, especially if you're a new player, they haven't done this buff system with the previous meta events in the previous maps. So you're not even like wired into this whole idea that you're supposed to be doing the previous events to stack some buff. Um, as far as I know, anyway, yeah, I haven't really. Okay. Yeah. Well, 
we've not even got halfway through the podcast uh, for the blog post, so we're doing great. Um, yeah. No, we're about halfway actually. Um, let me just see. Oh god, yeah, there's so much to go. Um, <laughs> damn it! Oh, we I think just... a lot of the stuff there isn't too much to get into. So I yeah. think we should be. Have you been on this podcast now for a long time, group? I'm, I'm hopeful. <laughs> if there some is, of these things are. If there is a stick on the floor, we will talk about it for four hours. Okay, <laughs> literally, uh, that is how it goes. And I believe yeah. it's your time to, um, to shine, Kriv, with uh, the Direct DirectX Eleven update. Yeah. Y'all like graphics? Hold on, let me get real close and personal for this one. Okay. Okay. <laughs> So, DirectX 11 update. In the July 2021 studio update, we announced that we'd, uh, we'd be upgrading our graphics <laughs> API. I'm already messed up. Our graphics <laughs> API from DirectX 9 to DirectX 11, DX11, as part of our long-term support plans for Guild Wars 2. This upgrade is the required first step in unlocking the client performance improvements and graphical upgrades made available by DX11. James Fullop, a senior engine programmer on Guild Wars 2, posted a blog post last year that covers the technical details of the upgrade. In September of last year, we introduced DX11 as an opt-in beta, and since then, the team has been hammering away at bugs and crashes related to the upgrade. Today, the feature is stable enough to move out to the next phase. With the May 10th release, we'll enable DirectX 11 by default for all newly created accounts. This means that all future players joining the game, whether it's from our official site or eventually from Steam, will benefit from DirectX 11 from their very first login. We'll be uh, also removing the beta tag from the feature in the settings menu. As a note, existing players who are not participating in the DirectX 11 beta will not be automatically opted in on May 10th. But if you'd like to start using DirectX 11, you can enable it from the graphics setting menu. We didn't expect DirectX 11 to deliver substantial performance improvements all on its own, but we're seeing plenty of reports that indicate it's a nice bump to frame rates for many, so we encourage you to start using it. In the long term, run, or in the long run, we'll plan to uh, deprecate DirectX 9 support and move to making DirectX 11 the default graphics setting for all players, new and veteran alike. This will open the doors for further improvements. Yeah! Woo! More graphics. Yay! Yay. Yeah. Yes. Awesome. I'm not very oh. literate in graphics, so I don't know if I can contribute <laughs> to this. No, I, I this can. It's, it, uh, so personally, I have had, and I know other people have had big issues going between maps and stuff, loading screens. It's actually probably been the worst for me it's ever been, uh, funnily enough, with my game specifically. I know some people have had some big problems like hanging screens on loading screens. I don't know if this is DX problems. Um, in PvP, DX11 has issues from crashing crashes games and every so often. That still got the Tengu wearing bright fluorescent white clothing. <laughs> yeah, there's some. So there is. It feels a bit shaky still, <laughs> honestly, for yeah. for some people. But I think for a lot of people, it's like it just doesn't. Um, I think it's, yeah. it's systems and get are like. And like they're still playing around with it. Like hopefully, cool. We'll we'll be in. Bring it to the now. There's DX12. You know, <laughs> I mean, one yeah. day you never know. But um, yeah, cool. I guess. Anything else there? People want to. I mean, it's, yeah. it's necessary. Like they have to do this. Yeah. I mean, even we've seen in other MMOs around the same age. There's been a lot of push for graphical updates. Um, I mean, this game looks beautiful. Its yes. style has not, like, the actual artistic direction and style of Guild Wars 2, I think, has given it 
just a ridiculous longevity. Like it's still really gorgeous and what they're able to achieve is really impressive. Um, but I mean, being able to move to DX11 will be great. Uh, it has been from what I've heard, very shaky. I'm sure that they have a lot of good feedback and a lot of things that they've been addressing though. So to feel confident in pushing it forward, um, I assume that a lot of those things have been addressed. Um, as we always tell everybody though, like if you are trying this out or you end up switching after it comes out of beta and you're running into problems, take screenshots, submit detailed reports, uh, try to like explain as much as you can the context of like what you were doing. Was it at login? How did, you know, like, is it when you are only in this zone? Is it loading screens between zones, right? Um, as opposed to just, like, sending a message that just says, you know, like, it's garbage. Like, <laughs> like put yeah. something in there. Try to let them know so that they can do their best to pinpoint if you're having any problems. But if they're feeling comfortable enough to do it, I mean, full speed ahead. Yeah, I mean, this is good. Um, I, Despite all those issues, I still haven't turned DX11 off because the performance boost is so good. And I feel like that's... I, I feel like the performance increase outweighs the potential graphic problems that we have at the moment. And it's just great to see that in a month, that's going to be on by default. And I don't have to yeah. tell every new player to go into their settings, turn on DX11, restart the game, all that. It's like... Yeah, really good to see. My, my frame rates are definitely heaps better with DX11, but it definitely it removes that stuttering, like the the frame jumps, um, which is really good. Yeah, just it's awesome to see that coming out of beta now. That's great. Next one, world restructuring, and Hello. I'm gonna I'm gonna be listening, but I'm just gonna go over there very quickly. Okay, I'm right back. You Have, fun over, Have fun, fun over there. Have fun over there, There's people outside doing things again. Like, yeah, yeah, se- they're installing security stuff. Like I've got package coming to later, later today as well during the podcast, and I have to go get it because people are stealing our packages. Yeah, it's the whole thing. I'll be right back. Wow. Okay. All right. He's about to go beat up some robbers. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. Yeah. Fight some people over package. Vigilante yeah. um, justice. <laughs> so the next section, world versus world. World restructuring. In our last studio update, we mentioned that we're actively investigating the queue bug that causes players to get thrown to the back of the World vs. World queue after waiting in line on reset nights. It's frustrating to experience, and with the deep queues that happen during World Restructuring beta events, it usually means that impacted players log off for the night rather than wait in line again. Unfortunately, this issue isn't something we've been able to reproduce in our dev environment. To help diagnose the issue, in the April 19th update, we're adding new data logging to the game that will allow us to collect the information needed to identify the root cause. In the meantime, the team has shifted their attention to designing the user experience surrounding alliances, a sub-feature of world restructuring that allows multiple guilds to matchmake together. We're also in the early phase of designing our next batch of rewards improvements for the mode. We'll have more details on this in a future blog. Edge of the Mist's instancing bug. Attention, all enjoyers of player-organized guild versus guild gameplay. There's a fix for the Edge of the Mist's instancing issue coming with next week's release. You'll be back to pin sniping and dodging in unison in no time. Yeah. Hey. Nice. World be world hype. I don't play a lot of yeah. World versus World. However, I'm still on the edge of my seat for the Alliance system. I think it'll definitely get me to play more World versus World and... To note that I think is pretty important, the uh, increased rewards. They're yeah. uh, looking at a, the next batch of reward improvements for the mode. I've yeah. uh, heard a lot of my World vs. World friends say that they're very excited, particularly for that point. Yeah. So I think that's, that's good news, good reassuring news. So I'm, I'm like intrigued. What do you guys think would be really 
What do you guys think would be good rewards from World of class teams. <laughs> the same Lost rewards yeah. from everything yes. else just put in there. Right. Like PvP. I think P- I think World v World is um I don't know. I, PvP get, feels like you earn um, enough. Like you get you get kind of the gold from like forty silver for a loss and like a gold or so. I think you get gold or something for a win. Um and then you've got reward tracks, but you've got reward tracks in in world the world it. yeah you've got legendary armor you can get it you know it just takes forever <laughs> hey, everything um, in world vs world takes like i was doing the calculations and stuff it takes so much longer to get anything in world vs world than any other mode it's because you're not game. essentially fighting all the time whereas in pvp <laughs> yeah. you are fighting you're 50 you know you've got 15 minutes and, and that's the that's a good time period you know and i know you've got ticks in in world v world for a reward tracks and running around and contribution but it just does it does feel longer and like in pvp you're like you know if i win lose i've still got the other pip system in the league so i can you know i go up in that and i, I know it's the same in world view world but it feels feels slower i don't know why and it, i think it's because is it just because you're running around a lot <laughs> like i don't know like world view world feels infinitely broken to me the reason why is because it just doesn't feel like it did at launch. It was like, it feels like it's just zergs of people running about most of the time, and it doesn't feel like World v. World is essentially what it's supposed, what they wanted it to be. Like, there's so many structures, and there's siege, and there's so much of this stuff. I think it's just my own my own issue with World v. World, to be fair, to be fair that's coming out. But like, in terms of what you're talking about, like, rewards, maybe this UI, like, change, and, like... I hope maybe they're restructuring the whole thing. Maybe they're just looking at everything. Because I think World v. World and PvP, they have the same UI. They have the same systems, but they're different modes completely. Like, it should just yeah. be separate. Like, have a different UI. Have a different way of rewarding. Have a different reason for why people would build siege on a, on a keep or a tower. Have reasons why people would upgrade a tower and want to keep that tower. Like, you know, your map gets... Increase rewards because you've kept the defense up for so long, etc., etc. Like, make it very unique to the mode rather than just be like, ah, we're just getting the PvP reward track stuff and fly over, (laughs) you know, because it's essentially what they did. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I don't know. Make it more unique, I think. I agree. Yeah. I think with alliances as well, I'm really excited for alliances, but because alliances ties um, all the guilds together, I think it would be really cool to have extra reward incentive for doing world versus world with your guild like very specific unique rewards for your guild if you manage to take those towers i don't know what guild it would be missions. maybe like an armor set or something yeah like there are there are world versus world guild yes. missions but expand the reward... upon that yeah exactly i feel like just having more unique guild rewards would be mm. really cool i would love a guild armor set a little bit like a new guild armor set. This that's... is where they should be selling guilds the most, honestly. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's, totally. it's like totally. you know, guild missions really high, like add them in, just put more yeah. in World v. World, like actual, like and armor, adjustment on, on the armor. Like they added the Guild Wars because we're doing guild missions on um Saturday. Quick, pl- uh, Lightbringers Guild um plug, you can be able to see the screen description, there's a link and everything else. We're doing guild missions. Every two weeks, we got the guild hall as well last week, and we're going to be doing that again. Um, but like, you could get different skins for catapults, etc., etc. And in Half Orange, they actually brought a new armor set in, right? And you upgrade a 
I can't remember if you upgrade it or if it's just a, looks like a better version of the older armor anyway. But, like, really... I don't know. They just could be doing something so much better with the... You're so right about this. You're so right. I just don't think about it at all because World v. Wild I dipped out of, but... Well, it seems like that's what they're trying to do, right? Mm. Like, they're obviously... Yeah, we needed to even have the technology to be able to do something like this one. But they've talked a lot about knowing that the reward system like well there are things to get and there are good things to get right and if that's your preferred game mode and you want to play it i think it's awesome that you can earn and achieve a lot of the stuff that you can even earn and achieve elsewhere right um i like that they enable us to do that but i agree that especially for players like coming in other than getting like the war claw mount um or you know little things like that the vast majority of players aren't necessarily going to feel as incentivized unless they are just inherently hooked on world versus world, right? So, like, getting people in to try it, diversifying what you can do in it, adding rewards to do it as a group, like, I really do think that a lot of the momentum was kind of gone because of the fact that people couldn't group the ways that they wanted to. Like, people couldn't group with the guilds. Worlds got full. Or you'd get, like, a world that just dominated because it managed to get, like, a reputation for that. And everybody went there. And, like, you know, so to me, enabling groups to be able to run this more on their own terms was, like, step one. And then after that, really reworking those rewards. Like you said, and there's some great ideas here, like, for things that they could implement, be it, like, new gear sets. Um, I've seen recently even how this, I don't, I don't know how they could do this. I, I have no idea. I've seen recently even how incentivizing just like seeing some mark of your own person or character or guild in a place can be like, I've always liked that when you capture it, like your little guild flag appears or like, you know, your um like it'll, when you capture a point, like your guild representing guild flag, yeah. you can choose if one shows up. But, like, I know in the past, even in Guild Wars 1, correct me if I'm wrong, because I don't know how this all went, there was, like, a hall where, like, the top players would appear as statues? Is this correct? So this yeah, happens in PvP. Guild Wars 2 now, yeah. This it's is in Guild Wars 2 in PvP. It's in PvP, yeah. So it would be kind of interesting. I don't know if they even did something where, like, if you were, like, the last group, you, like, dominated a map or something one week, like, statues go up around a fort yeah. of, like, the people that capped it. Or, like, and then the when you take over it, you get those. Yeah, or, like, there'd be, you know, different rewards you could earn, like, that from the game mode or even, like, have them show up in your hall or, like, I don't know. I just think there are a lot of ways that they could incentivize groups. Gear, rewards, mounts, skins, those are always things. But um, sometimes there are just delights in even just seeing the mark that you've left on the world. Totally. Yeah, I like that. That's true. I know, I know you like New World, Jeb. I played New World with my group <laughs> for a, a long time. And that does that sort of like, the, yeah, when your guild holds an area and you can change so much about that area, like how that area functions, like the taxes and, um, and all that. Like, I'm not saying add taxes to Guild Wars 2. But, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's there the only point where I'm like, taxes there could be something there where if your guild controls a region, you can change stuff about that region. Like, you know, or while your guild holds that zone, your guild gets its own, like, reward track pip oh, system. Yeah, yeah. Where, like, yeah. you get all, you get you get pips for totally. as long as your guild holds that zone that'd be cool it could yeah. be a way to win like, like a new world system oh new world system is <laughs> is really good inherently but like the problem is is this like 
Yeah, <laughs> taxes. <laughs> yeah. Taxes is actually one yeah. of the main problems um, because people just raise them up, right, to craft yep. and to own a house there as well. It's got so many good little systems in the game. Really, like It's one of those things where, funnily enough, I actually put a tweet out the other day which had so many replies about your perfect MMO, like the MMO you ha- want to have, the, sorry your favorite mmo for each different feature i can only put in 12 or so because twitter yeah. um yeah. i was like crafting uh classes races available um wardrobe system transmute system uh dungeons raids end game open world music uh loads of stuff it was so insightful the problem is is because i play guild wars 2 mostly it's mostly guild wars 2 people just putting 1 to 12 gw2 but <laughs> there were people in there who like bdo final fantasy rift all these different games, older games where you're like, damn, you know, what would it be like to have this new world system in Guild Wars 2, for example? Or Guild Wars 2 combat system in there. And it's like... Sometimes I think... I don't know if game devs are, like, hesitant to do that. Like, put really good systems from other games into theirs and, like, just put oh, their spin in it. Oh, they with a bandage, Jeb. We I literally, mean, we were just talking about this before the cast, right? Yeah. 14 yeah, has yeah. just overhauled their PvP and introduced a new mode that is straight yeah. up Overwatch. Like, yeah. I, I agree. Well, I mean, I've, I yeah. do agree with, this is the thing. I've always said, like, definitely do it. And I feel like a lot of games do. But I feel like PvP, for some reason... And, like, Final Fantasy, that's really, really good. Um, And, by the way, if you like Overwatch, go play that Gundam Pro Evolution that's coming out soon. Because, damn, that game is literally Overwatch, but Gundam skins. It's so good. Um, Sorry, random. But you're right. There's so many games do do it. But for some reason, there's a little... (laughs) Do-do. (laughs) Do-do. I don't know what I'm trying to say. Well, well, I think okay. maybe yeah, with direct no, ahead, competitors, I'm oh. not too sure. I mean, I was yeah. just going to say, I always think it's easier to implement something new from scratch than it is to retroactively go back and completely overhaul a system, right? Yes, Especially in MMOs right. where development is really forward thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I mean, you play a lot of ESO, Jeb, and ESO has its own equivalent, uh, Cyrodiil, right? I'm like, literally about to ask that, yeah. Hey, yeah, yeah, hey, yeah. yeah. Um, Cyrodiil is definitely... So, do you it's think that Cyrodiil... <laughs> well, here's the question, though. Do you think that yeah. Cyrodiil improves off of the formula? Like, are there elements that you think should be brought to make World versus World more dynamic? With New World, I mean, obviously, this is a new game that was built with a lot of PvP focus in mind. Like, you were just mentioning a couple of things from there. Like, for me, what would you want to see brought into World versus World to essentially make it something where you feel like this would take it to the next level? Well, are there any other games that have those traits that you think yeah, they've done Warhammer really well? Online for sure was the best. Like it was just the best RVR system, um, Realm versus Realm system. That's where they kind of it was Dark Age of Camelot. Then it was Warhammer Online. Guild Wars Two took most of the features of Warhammer Online <laughs> and made them better, uh, apart from World v World, um, which is a, still a big. It feels it feels a bit messy still, but like in in um, Warhammer Online, the lore is very involved. All right, I know the lore is very questionable in Warhammer Online. People who like Warhammer old school, like you know, the lore is a little bit off. But there is a track that you follow with RVR. So in in Warhammer Online, you've got 
different races that are on different sides so imagine so you've got like the goodies and the baddies and you've got like the good elves on this side the bad elves on this side the orcs the god like all this kind of stuff on there humans blah 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 and they've actually got this big class difference as well which is just horrible for balance um but like you had the so imagine world v world was going through the middle of a pve map and you would have PVE on both sides, like the top and the bottom, and then you'd have this world v world map in the big, in the middle, which you could just jump into and walk into. Wouldn't work in Guild Wars Two, but you, there is very much a progression. So you go from map to map after you have fought a battle. So you have a battle between two sides on this on this map here. Team A wins. They go to the next map and they progress to the enemy team's main keep. So you could think of it a bit like a MOBA, for example, with towers, I guess. Um, and then you go to their main... Basically, you're trying to fight to get towards their main base where you have this massive battle at the end where you try and kill their bosses and their leaders, essentially their king and everything else. Like, it would take a long time to do it, but it was so rewarding. And, like, Siege was such an important part, but also, like, small-scale fighting as well because there's tiny capture points, which were, like, towers in Guild Wars 2. Um, it was just, like, there was a sense of progression rather than just going anywhere and doing anything. Um, so you, I don't know okay, if I, so, I think that was the reason why I liked no, it. No, 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 let, let me see if I understand. So you're saying that the final keep that you would go to, like, the final map, yeah. if you had progressed and you had beaten every other map within the series kind of thing, yep. um, was that a PvE? Or was that, like, the current reigning champion of the bad side players that yeah, like had it was, it was a mix actually so what you did was you went to so if you were destruction which is the baddies technically and you went to altdorf which is like the human city you would basically have six champions on each team who were players that would turn massive and they would have like buff stats but then there was a pve boss that you had to kill for each team so the king that was defending the base and also the king or the leader who was attacking and i think that's what it was order forever yeah i know <laughs> i was a warrior priest of course um <laughs> and like so you'd have these p massive pvp battle which was two squads essentially in guild wars 2 fighting with two big massive pve bosses that had a lot of hp so you were fighting each other and fighting these bosses at the same time and you got the rewards were just like end game gear they did not mess about but the drop it was like a rare drop rate or you got marks to purchase them and it still took like it took a time to get it like this was the main feature of the game like there was dungeons there was loads of other stuff but this was just such the main feature of the game where people just loved it and people were talking about it forever you go and like talk to hardcore world v worlders most people probably played, played that or dark age i would say yeah it was so i mean fun. i think the thing with what you're talking about is that there is like there's a proper win state and yeah. if you win you mm -hmm. get stuff i don't even know what happens if your alliance or whatever wins in world versus world like if you have the yeah. most points on top what do you get if you win you don't that's I, true I don't you don't get anything it's not like but that's what right. seasons were right when right at the beginning yeah. seasons were an in god which is kind of what you're talking about rook that that was like yeah. an actual goal like that was that's what's missing mm -hmm. from world v world the end goal like why am i doing this and someone said it in the chat earlier very very true 
a lot of what that is about is community and getting together with your buddies and playing on discord that's what i enjoyed the most about it. but the actual game the actual game had quality rewards i remember burning through being like damn i need to do this fun thing to also get this fun thing i i like the idea of giving yeah. world versus world like if we're continuing we're looking at continuing to develop world versus world as like an ongoing game mode right mm -hmm. yeah. of like giving because we talked about i mean even there you were bringing up you know like some people got blown up to big sizes and they got to be champions and things like that so right like earlier when i was saying there's like rewards that are not even necessarily just straight up gear it's like here we are seeing how we make an impact in the world right so like um or that like you know we get to have some unique role or something that we play or we feel cool or it, it would be interesting then if they decided to do something where i mean yeah like you said there could almost be some greater thing where you know if you progressed enough or if you beat a map then you yourself like your group had a stronghold that you started out on the map with and then you would have the ability to like place certain defenses or like through yeah. your guild hall because we have the interface for the world versus world um with guild halls where like supposedly you know you get these bonuses and you can put more defense and stuff like that on the map so like if you took control of a zone then like you were the ones that controlled it or you got mm. like you were saying from warhammer a keep or a castle have a, have a look the, quickly at the stream while you're talking about this and you'll be um, able to see the system which is actually like the map system like while you're talking yeah. like what you're saying is awesome so, by the way, sorry. so then like you were saying the greater season like there might be like bouts from week to week or things like that but the greater season might end up becoming something where it was about like you know like how many wins did we get or how did we progress or did we hold this keep this amount of times or did we get this many resources or does that make us stronger or do we have control over the map if we have won it that week and then we start out with an advantage next week those are the things that i think turn it from just like a fun thing to kind of do from time to time to like a larger strategic game you're playing but it would obviously take them developing this mode further and adding new features to it which i don't think they are adverse to i think they yeah. were just instrumental problems that were in like fundamental with like the way that they were using this outdated world separation system and stuff like that to enable them to try and develop it but i i like the idea of what you're saying and i mean it incentivizes wins. It gives a tangible impact mm -hmm. on the world. You feel like you are working towards a larger goal. Those all, those are all things that I think this idea of a kind of siege and capture mode, right? The idea is, is that that's what you want to be working towards. Like there needs to be some kind of reward for having captured and sieged and like yeah. feeling as though like getting yourself settled into position really gives you something that makes you feel cool and that challenges other people to want to topple you. So, mm -hmm. Definitely. I mean, I think there's a lot of good potential. I think this is a unique game mode that, you know, other than like ESO, many other modern MMOs haven't necessarily fully explored. Arcage had some kind of interesting stuff as well with PvP and, you know, like trades and ships and ship battles, all kinds of stuff. I didn't get too much into it, but ship I heard a lot of interesting was, things about were it. Godlike. So. They were flipping <laughs> amazing. I loved ship battles, like building in. On me, building an arcade. Arcade literally has the best housing system, I feel, because not the best in terms of just like mechanics of how to build and everything else, but because you can build in the world that you walk around in. I've always found just absolutely amazing. That does, of course, mean that there's hardly any space. <laughs> And like land grabbing was an actual thing that happened at the beginning beginning of every server that was launched. Everyone would just run and try and grab land as soon as you possibly could, which was kind of a fun random thing to do. But like, 
I don't know. Anyway. What you know what's like just real quick, like what's strange with World vs. World for me is that um I don't I don't do World vs. World a lot, but because there's like what four maps running at the same time, I have no idea what the flow of like determining where you should go should be. And if there's four maps, it would be cool. I know it'd be really annoying with queues and stuff, but if it was just like the one map and then you have this match in the one map and then you progress to the next one, which yeah. is like the crystal, you know, the, the desert borderlands, and then you progress to the next one. I feel like that would yeah. really help a lot with direction because often I'll just load into like one random map and I'm like, is there a commander on this map? No, okay, moving to the next map. Exactly. And then yes. when they move, when they move to a different map, I don't understand why, like they'll just move yeah. and I'll be like, all right, it's I guess I'm following them. Right? Yeah, that's yeah. a good point because it is strange that there are four separate arenas for battles. You know why that is, don't you? <laughs> server sizes and, and data. It's their tech. I imagine. It's the tech yeah. problems, probably. Yeah. Can't you? You could split it up. You that. Could have like, yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Please, it's not like they would have to increase the map size, but if you could have like multiple versions of that map running and all of your progress contributes to the one alliance across like the different versions of the first map and then the second map and the third map you know it would be a huge rework but <laughs> i feel like it yeah let's do it now the thing with world versus world is what you talked about was like that end point like what is the start to finish what is the storyline of yeah. this game mode with pvp yeah. it's understandable like you fight to 500 whoever wins that you win yeah. raids you kill the boss strength you kill the boss pve you kill the boss world versus world it always feels like it's a never-ending story where yes. you can just kind of come back in it whenever you want and there, and there, there isn't a story a as well yeah there's not really um, a sense of what's <laughs> happening it's just this endless yeah. missed war which is makes which is what it is right like that's what it's kind of sold on but there's no it would be well, nice to have could... a king or it'd be nice to have like a queen or it'd be nice to have a a leader or something or some kind of even if it's a tiny it doesn't have to be specifically PV, or, or maybe like with each alliance that you have, you know, the Joko alliance and it's very themed, you know, your bases are more themed around Joko and stuff. I don't know, like just something extra. I don't know. I agree. I mean, giving something like that, even where if like over the course of a longer season, you know, y- you and your team had like captured and held, you know, the most ground, you had the most resources, you've gotten the most of these different advantages or whatever. And then like at the end of that, you yes like you got to hold this big keep and then like you know or you could face down or fight the other people that had it and that gave you that opportunity having some kind of momentum i think would be great and the mists are a great setting for all kinds of stuff like i mean we just had all this stuff with the aether blades like they could do so many unique things with this it's it's kind of tough too because i i mean like i like i'm saying um these are all like this is all feedback on this game mode i think the game mode is fantastic and cool and unique and interesting but as always with any content in any game, the question always becomes, how do we grow this? How do we build off of what we have and continue to like energize it and innovate within it? So, you know, for anybody yeah. who's a world versus world lover who's hearing us talk about this, it's oh, not yeah. to say that like we hate the mode. We, like, no, it's really no. honestly because there's so much potential for the mode. Um, but I mean, even if those different maps, I mean, like you were pointing out, Bloom, like 
what what are the advantages or disadvantages i find myself even sometimes going like why does it matter what i do or don't capture like yeah. you know oh because we just need to have the majority of the map but like i'm sure there are greater complexities than this this is like and yeah. i haven't played a ton so this is my outside opinion if i'm thinking about what would motivate me right what makes a strategic capture well like okay, well, if we capture this, does it make, it's a stable or something? Does it make our mounts faster while we have control of it? Um, if we capture this, uh, it's a rations. Does that mean that our NPCs that are protecting the other lands that we have, they're better fed now, so they're stronger and their health pools go up? If we have this or hold that, like, it's these trade-offs of things that, like, in my days of thinking, like, playing Age of Empire, you know, right? Like, it's like, <laughs> there are these certain advantages to having various assets, resources. In a fantasy world, you can get all kinds of wild with it. I mean, even using all the other abilities, maps, layers, uh, masteries that we have in the game, I think they've always tried to, like, really control and restrict exactly what World versus World or PvP does with that. But, like, I would love to see you as you progress through these maps or something like have to be on a map that is notoriously annoying or like that's yeah. like heart of thorns the jungle right where like the keeps are you have to figure out how to even get there and then like one where there might be distinct advantages to having this or that or this kind of mount or this sort of thing like i think that they could build so much off of this even just using the masteries that we have like you could do so much with it if they look at the idea in chat though it. Look at that in chat. One year says before mega servers. I don't remember that being a thing, but genuinely, I'd be like, "Damn, that actually would be sick." Like alliance, like your alliance does very well in that day in world v world, and like if you were in that alliance, you go into a map with an extra buff. I know that would be cheeky for people who don't like world v world. It could be even if it was like a percent of extra luck or something, like it just as an extra little tiny thing, which probably doesn't matter really. Um, like you know, actually, actually, kind of was that the case? Because if that is, I actually feel that's very cool for me. I actually think that's very cool for access. I don't, <laughs> like, it, I'm very torn sometimes, but actually, kind of like that. But I actually think more specifically, I remember back in the league what were the rewards for the seasons in world v world does anyone remember like was this was back in this is back before heart thorns oh man With, i mean i i started playing in heart of thorns Damn so it. none what, of you remember what was, reason, <laughs> what was the reason for them removing seasons because they kept doing like world swapping more and more because the population couldn't sustain itself so uh, if you did okay. seasons it would be just too volatile i'm guessing to actually match right. up skills because it's also a system where you because they were world-based you'd have to pay real world money and gems yeah. to transfer but with yeah. this situation with alliances it kind of alleviates that so a so seasons could come back theoretically yeah yeah, cool. And I see, like, box business in chat that, like, capturing farms gives you resources to build siege weapons. But, like, to me, this, is, this will sound, I don't, I don't, I just, I have trouble caring. To be <laughs> exactly, honest. yes. Yeah. That, is, like, no, that is essentially it. It's that end goal that's missing. Yeah, it's like, yeah. I can do all this cool stuff, but, like, 
why but someone's gonna come <laughs> yeah. along in like two seconds later with their mates or just literally yes. get this camp and just cap it like you know the only way you are not gonna get that is because there is this weird kind of smoky buff on someone's head and you can't kill them like you because yeah. they don't want I mean, to, like, to put it in the sense Bill- of a theme park for an mmo mm-hmm. everything is like a roller coaster there's like a start and end point world versus yeah. world is like a ferris wheel that never ends it just it's, like, like, it's like a crappy you, teacup right you can't <laughs> get yeah or it's like you decide to get off whenever but it really yeah. like makes yeah. no difference you honestly just, yeah you just like you know what's the if they yeah, got like, 15 where... versus 15 and put it into an instance i guarantee yes. you most of the people yes. from world v world would go to yes. that instance and world v world would probably be dead like i'm not even joking like it, it is literally like i'm not saying everyone obviously but, I'm, but like a lot of people i'm this is why they won't yeah. do it I feel like this is exactly why they actually won't do it. Like, because you, you, yeah, that's what happens. People run around in big groups like this. It's not 15, it's more. And they want to have fights in the open field. I get it. That's cool. But like, that's what they care. But that, that is the caring right there. Right yeah. there is the fighting. That's what people care about. They don't want to do all the other stuff of getting forts and siege and other things. You have to make the reasons for people to care about siege, to care about forts, to care about the stuff which I actually really bloody like about World v. World. You know, the the sieging, the going through and building your army from start to finish you know i've taken this tower now i've got this other tower which was slightly bigger and has an extra room with extra loot in it then the next one and now i'm going to sm in the middle which is more of a challenge and there's also other teams doing this is why world v world at the beginning of launch was absolutely amazing because that was the goal sm was always the goal like go to you know, Eternal Battlegrounds, get SM, you've got it, and you keep it. And there was a pride about keeping it as well for some reason. Now it doesn't matter. It's like it just flips. It's just like instantly. It's just like, oh, it's someone else's now. Oh, it's ours again. Well, I mean, oh, someone else's. So there's so much they could do to build off, right? Like, yeah. I mean, like I said, if it's a capture thing, even having like really unique advantages to change how you strategically approach things. Like, mm. okay, well, we want to assault this main keep in the center of the map. But what do they currently have that's supporting them? Oh, they have access to these quarries, these mines, right? So the yeah, stone yeah, of their yeah, yeah. fort, like the stone of their fort is reinforced. It. And we can tell this because like the walls are higher than they normally would be. So we need to take that down first and then we can like plot when we're going to do this. Or like we want uh, the, the, the cannon factory. I don't know, because that'll make our, that'll make our siege weapons. They have better explosive. cameras. They could even do some really cool stuff like... 14 recently had this open this open world zone and 14's open world design i love the game for so many reasons it's open (laughs) world content is not one of them but there was like there was a thing that they did that i thought was really cool which is that in one of these big open world zones that have these big group efforts they also put in these like leader force like like these uh, like special um power rangers leader force (laughs) (laughs) it's like a special enemy right and dynamic events basically a dynamic event right there's like a special enemy that'll pop and if you have participated or excelled at like some of the other events that happen in the zone a thing will pop up on your screen and it says like you know they have noticed that you are a worthy enemy um like you know do you want to be considered to 1v1 them and then you can hit 
like yes and everybody that hits yes like it'll draw somebody randomly from that and then you on the map in front of everybody in this like little closed off instance bubble 1v1 this enemy and what? there's like achievements for like completing yeah. all of them and like that special titles so good. And stuff. yes yeah. it was like actually one of the coolest things i think that they put in so like imagine what? even a code versus world if like you had done enough on the map or you had undermined enough things or whatever there were like these other systems and then you yourself like you had killed enough people or something that you yourself you had caused the toppling of whatever fort i don't know you put yeah, the flag yeah. in x amount of things like you became a competitor of great value and then you would have like the chance to face like you were kind of saying against some kind of like really powerful pve enemy that could spawn on the map and there'd be like unique rewards or even if there was like some kind of capture point like a oh i don't know some little area that was like you know a, a hub of intel and you could go up to it and it would be like only one person may be able to enter this like would you like to you know send somebody to infiltrate and then that person would have like a shot at infiltrating that and like controlling that resource like because if That's we're cool. talking about the problem of zergs i think yeah. it becomes this thing of how do we break up the action so that there is value in being a roamer so that there is value in being somebody who's strategically capturing things so that there's value in launching a double-pronged assault so that there's value in so like they have to give different things around the maps to break up you know, like if, yeah, if yeah. you know, or like have different forts that you capture, launch different assaults to try and undermine your enemy. And then you're having to split your forces because you're like, oh, we have to everybody quick, get in here. There's three of the platoons from X thing that are spawning. So we need to split and fight up. Like, that's where I think that they could do a lot. That would be really exciting. Yeah, no, <laughs> Sorry, I totally, totally agree. Like they need to condense those fun experiences down. Um, and I feel like having dynamic events pop up where it's like, because uh, the problem is that um, I think ArenaNet have designed World versus World to where they want it to be this organic experience where there is no UI telling you this thing is being attacked, go defend, like hit this button to go defend it or whatever. Um, but yeah, new players get confused. Oh. And it would be really cool if it gave you dynamic events on forts where it's like these three forts... Um, I don't know, bonus rewards if you capture these forts right now. And then every like every alliance is splitting up to these three different forts. Yeah. It's something that I think they do well in PvE with meta events where you split up and it's less of this huge zerg because you've got people running different lanes. And I feel like it does, doesn't happen enough That's in interesting. World, world where you have like people having to split off to like do things at the same time. Um they could do better. They could yeah. do that, but like use their strengths in other modes, like you say, with meta events and stuff, and bring them into because me that's what meta events are. There's a progression, yeah. right? It's a progression from one thing to the next, and it feels like there's an actual progression, an order, a name, a goal, and that's what they could do. Like you know, they could do that. It could be a campaign, like we start a campaign to which they kind of did, if you remember. Um, they introduced really a long time ago, and this was to manage uh, small populations as well and to give people a chance to get the first tower and maps. It was basically an event which pops up, still up, uh, and you have a champion, and they basically push. But when they've got like five people, you push the first tower, and they're quite strong, and you can get the first tower down, et cetera, et cetera. It would actually be cool if you had like an event which like maybe... Yeah encouraged you to do that so you can get extra rewards in each map like and you chose which one i know that's like yeah very very random but like i don't know i actually really enjoy talking about 
though this kind of stuff like just ideas about the game what you can put into it i actually just wrote some new ideas for podcasts i was like design a map podcast design a mode podcast design a set podcast i was thinking damn i want to do some of these where we just like think about unicorns and like you know all things and just like you you know do you know what i mean like anything that you can do yeah i'd I'd love to do that yeah like you're saying rook i think world versus world is a really cool mode that a lot of MMOs don't do uh, properly. And even New World was like, kind of just felt like a lesser version of oh, World f- versus World. <laughs> and um, they should really <laughs> hone in on that. And I think the only people that understand that flow are like really experienced commanders. But as a new player, if you jump into World versus World, you don't have that direction. But if you're so accustomed to looking at like, dynamic event circles and stuff if you had that in the world versus world a new player could jump in and be like that's an event i'm gonna go there yeah. and there'll be people there Most that are gonna show I up have is when there are battles like two like the cross swords icon yeah, cross does appear yeah. but it's it's it is kind of small it can get lost sometimes I, but there is yeah. an actual visual can be better. yes the visual you, is i don't well, think yeah. there's a reward is there like there's no reward associated to no it, it just notifies that. you of where there's a battle but yeah. it, might, yeah. it might not even be around any any keep it could just be like um a skirmish going on we used to right. do that back in the day you'd be like oh we want to put cross swords on this keep so we can fool people into going there and then they can't waypoint because <laughs> you can't waypoint if the, the keep's under attack so you would do that and it was it was strategy you know it was a, it was a viable strategy people still do that like in in one thing that warhammer online did have was an instant bund where you can go to the action that's going on right now so you'd have a, you'd have an um it was like a scroll in the middle of the screen when you walked into a map or you pressed the keybind and it would say like go into the fight right now okay there is a fight currently happening in keswick not keswick sales it's more not warhammer but you know whatever um and uh, or do you want to go to this map where tier three action is happening and it would give you different options. It'd be like, this is where fights are happening. Do you want to go to the big fight, the smaller fight, or the medium fight? And it's like, oh, cool. Yeah, I've got choices. And I can get into the action, like, right now. And I know where it's happening. That would actually feel like a really basic thing they could do to solve your what you're kind of talking about, Bloom, with the yeah. getting into the action. Because that's... That's the experience that everyone has. Unless you've got a goal, unless you're like my teapot and you're going into World v. World, you're like, when are you going to go here? Everyone join me. Like, they, yeah. that, that is a very different experience. It's like different for streams yeah. if you're getting groups of people. But like me, when I'm going into World v. World, it's the same thing. It's like EB first, because I know there's probably going to be people there. Oh, no commander. Crap, here we go. Let's go to the Borderlands. Yeah. <laughs> and then I've got to go to the Borderlands, which everyone hates. And then <laughs> I'm going to... And then you're like, oh... I've spent half an hour trying to find a team or a group of people actually are doing something, and then I've got to tag up anyway because no one wants to tag up. But yeah, yeah, there's yeah. a lot. Someone, there's a lot. Someone mentioned a capture the flag, and that would be amazing. I would love a capture the flag where we have to storm <sighs> someone's keep, grab their flag, and take it up, take it to our keep for extra points. <laughs> that was the I PvP mode that. in Guild Wars, wasn't it? I'm pretty sure that was the Guild Wars PvP mode. Oh, was there? Yeah. I've always thought that'd be such a cool mode in Guild Wars. I I've always Guild Wars mode. They could do something with like relics, you know, ancient relics or like yeah. possessing this thing and you, oh, you know, grab yeah. it and then you keep it in the fort and defend it. Yeah. It's the classic Halo my mode that I play every day. Like I play... <laughs> Halo is probably the PvP game I play the most of because I f- love Halo. Um, but like, I love Halo too. Yes, yes exactly. Halo fan. 
infinite like multiplayer is like me li- reliving my early 20s sorry proof um go and play halo like it just i'm saying sorry to myself as well because that was a long time oh. ago halo 3 was so good you used to have like guilds and stuff oh my god i miss those days um anyway sorry we're, I don't think we're going to talk about it for a while today. We might we not get it. to it. Um, speed around. Jade bot scavenging. Yeah, let's go. Let's go with that. Who's going to go with the Jade Oh, bot? I can do Jade bot and the March 29th because we don't really have to talk about but, this. is kind of just updates. In the March... Okay, so Jade bot scavenging. In the March 29th update, we made a change to the Jade bot scavenger protocols that make them no longer grant materials or trophies for player kills. This change was intended to address an exploit elsewhere in the game, but World vs. World players took splash damage in the process and were unfairly nerfed. We'll revert this change for World vs. World in the April 19th update. Happy scavenging! And then as for the March 29th balance patch, we made some significant changes to the World vs. World profession balance in the March 29th update, and for the most part, we like what we're seeing. However, there are a few lingering issues that we don't want to wait until June's profession update to address. We're still monitoring and formulating our plan on this front, so we're not ready to share details quite yet. But we wanted to let you know to expect some additional World vs. World specific balance adjustments in the May 10th release. Balance is... So more World vs. World stuff. Yeah, balance is pretty... It's what... Should I tell you what? I'm I'm going to be sad for a second, okay? <laughs> I'm going to be sad for a second. Be sad. Um, and I forgot to put in, bring the thing up. Um... But balance has not been where I was hoping it would be. In all honesty, it's not. Yeah. It's I'm I am a little bit disappointed with everything they've done so well, and I've been so happy with the expansion. It's easily the best expansion they've released. It's not the content. Well, balance is content, but for PvP, I don't, PvP has just been left. In all honesty, maybe that's why I'm sad. But balance is. In PvP specifically, I don't want to talk, I don't know really about PvE as much because I haven't been raiding and striking. Um, PvE balance is good at the moment. PvE actually. is good. It's interesting. It's I good. do hate the five person boon cap change. I oh. actually like that. I, I actually think <laughs> I actually it's, like it's that. hurt, it's hurt it's right. more than it has helped. In Can my you opinion. say why? I have spent significantly longer forming up groups rather than actually playing the content because it is so limited. It doesn't mean that it's restricted build diversity. And I think that's what a lot of people were saying. They were worried there was going to be a mirror comp. That wasn't the issue. It's just the amount of time that it takes to form up people. So we now have one person doing like, you know, one job for everyone rather than two people, right? Essentially. And you have to now fill both parties with that. So with quickness, with alacrity. It's created more of a headache, and I've only been doing strikes for the most part, so right. I've, I've noticed it quite quite a lot. I, I have... Um, I've actually enjoyed it, and a bunch of my friends were... Like, whenever I do strikes, I do them pretty much every day. I just open a group and just do, like, chill run, all welcome. And despite doing that, we always somehow end up a gr- with a group that has either like quickness in each group or alacrity in each group. If we have both in each group, then it's like ideal. But um, just ha- it's it's been surprising to me and my friends how many people are starting to play supports now over just 
DPS because there's so many more slots to fill. Well, hasn't that um, phrase even support? Hasn't that even changed over the years of what that actually means? Yeah, as well? it's not. It's not an emphasis on it's healing. It's just an emphasis on providing yeah. two boons, quickness yeah. and alacrity. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah, but I found it interesting because it's opened up. Um, like I'm trying to get a group together right now with my friends to start like a raid group, and it's really fun. Um, trying That's nice, to work out. <laughs> You're in a, you're in a, he knows I'm being sarcastic. I, I think it adds, yeah, yeah. But I think it adds a lot of variety having to find like two alacrity, two quickness, and the rest DPS over just being like, okay, I'm going alacrity, healer, you're going quickness. Yeah. All the rest of you, you're all DPS monkeys. None of you can do anything else. There's you're definitely just DPS, options. But, yeah. Because uh, you can yeah. run, there is like builds where you can adjust it's not a matter yourself of a little can bit. Run. It's come into a matter of you, you have to run because oh, it's yeah. the community. It's right. the community angle that they need these two yeah. specific boons. Do you and think, Kruf, that that opens? It means that people can exp- are maybe not for- well, maybe are forced a little bit not- out of their own kind of comfort zone, and maybe a lot of people don't like that. Is that what it's you not think the it's, onus or? of the change of the number of? Uh, I think the reason that we're seeing more diversity in builds is not because of the limit to five targets. It's the fact that these elite specs offer so many things and people are Mm -hmm. just naturally, but they are being forced to do it because you have to fill these roles and the community says you have to fill them. But Mm -hmm. I still think that would have occurred because of just the newness of these elite specs and this batch of elite specs being so populated with alacrity and quickness mm. and even support uh, capabilities like healing and barrier. Uh, Path of Fire, we only had like a couple access to group stuff and Heart of Thorns, especially Chronomancer was the only one who could do that. So this yeah. one feels like it's not because they changed it to five targets. It's because they designed these elite specs with so much more group potential that we're oh. seeing this diversity. That sounds I, good I though. Like... Yeah, good, I mean... but but it just is taking long it like i'm getting agitated with like the amount of because originally guild wars 2 was like we don't want you standing around waiting for people yeah that's why they didn't do a trinity system but now they're not doing a trinity system they're doing like a pentagon where you have to have like dps yeah it is sometimes a tank and now specifically they've got the the actual other way but i I think um i I know rook will relate to this i really love that um uh, now it feels like something like Final Fantasy, where you have two healers in each group. Like you have two healers, one for each subgroup, and it makes sense to me, given that a fractal group is five man, and you have you have those roles in one five man. You've got like the healer, alacrity, quickness, two DPS in fractals, and then when you go to strikes, it's like a perfect double of that, and you don't. I don't know. It it just it translates it, better. It really it translates good. Yeah, it, it translates to every mode really well to me because the composition doesn't really change you just double it when you have i think essentially maybe the problem then is that many players haven't necessarily felt up until they start doing this kind of content they haven't necessarily felt maybe as empowered or knowledgeable about what it means to be playing essentially what would be a support role within the game which is a problem that i think we even see when it comes to like 
people building for something like healing when you get to raiding um, versus just what you are doing to survive out in the open world of the game. Um, I mean, I've even seen in a lot of like Dragon's End metas, right, where we've been talking about, we even mentioned earlier that we've heard more discourse around that where players are actually considering things like they would more so in a raid. But then we run into people where I have somebody I'll see in a run. You know, somebody's like, we need, we need a lack, we need a lack, we need a lack, we need a lack. Anybody switch? You switch? You just switch? And like, mm. there's just silence and everyone sits there. And then finally, one new person is like, um, I mean, <laughs> I, I guess I can do it. They're like, I probably could, but what do I need to do for that? Yeah. Like, mm. yeah. So, so I think the problem becomes <laughs> that like, um, great I think acting her, there, by the way. Very thank good. You. It's like you went to school <laughs> for that or something. I think that Crew and Bloom, you both have like valid points of like what maybe the next step is here, right? Because Bloom, you're saying, oh, I'm seeing that more people are more encouraged to try to do these things because the load has to be split more so across the group. But maybe the community hasn't yet caught up in bridging the gap to having flexibly and at the ready um, those kinds of builds, which then becomes like with 14, it has the great benefit of building its entire game around a trinity. So like, if you are a healer, here is the kit that they give you. And these are the things you are expected to do as a healer. So like, you learn that in the dungeons you run, you learn yeah. that in the trials you run, you learn that in the, like, what do I have? I have to Isuna this thing if it has a little bar above it, cool. And like yeah. the amount of buffs slash boons that we have in fourteen, we used to have more, but they just keep whittling them down to just only a damage. Do you like up. that? I hate it, but that's a whole other podcast. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, well, there's a the question, fact... something on chat where I was yeah. actually going to ask about that question. So, um, if it's going to be a podcast, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, we can talk about that too. But, but what I mean to say is that I like that Guild Wars two is building and solidifying a support category because I actually yeah. love having support. Yeah. And if they can figure it out, that means that they can build more off of it. Granted, right now we're dealing with these two big ones that are so dominant in the space. But if we're making a space for it in content, then that's good. But the community has to also be empowered to bridge the gap to understand in what context they need to be using things like different builds. And I think Dragon's End is a good point to start, like, people are starting to see these conversations and hear them outside of context beyond raiding. The strikes and the popularity of the new strikes as well, I think, has opened up a big dialogue. But we need to, again, maybe even with some of the reworking that they're going to do in the base game or with some of the strikes being introduced earlier in the game, right? Yeah, this conversation yeah. of like what you are bringing to the table and the different builds that you have and build templates, which we have now that we didn't used to have. Like, these are all things that I think are good ideas in empowering a community to get more of a support player base to get more of a diverse like i have multiple builds in my pocket at any given time because i know to expect that and to build for that um but it's something that we have to actually reinforce with the community so that we actually see those players start to show up in numbers in which proof like you're saying we don't have a kind of lull where it's like please can somebody please just fill this role like yeah. I think you know it's not even specifically right. yeah. support builds because harbinger is very dps oriented oriented mm. but it still fulfills that niche of quickness yeah so it's not that they are becoming a, a, a focused support player or really branching into that support they're just taking one trait that allows them to provide it 
And even before yeah. this, we had in raids two healers most of the time because yeah. healing, I think, is totally fine. I don't think healing needs to affect ten targets. Healing, I think, actually should affect single targets more often rather than five no, no. to, to build a little bit Excellent. more. But for for boons in specific, I yeah. think we are going down like a very strict it feels very narrow in terms of the build diversity that you can actually run now oh you actually classes, think it's less i think classes we're seeing more variety but in terms of the builds but inside that class i think you're going to narrow it down to just that proper quickness and that proper alacrity build rather than having like okay so where do you have one one person providing like a decent amount of group alacrity and quickness people can have more fun with their dps builds I mean, for me, I, I sort of agree, but I also sort of disagree in that, like, I'm playing Catalyst at the moment, and you can build it for a DPS support. I mean, you can you can build it for, like, a quickness support healer mm -hmm. or a, like, full DPS. Um, and I feel like having both of those slots open in a subgroup means that if someone's going quickness, then I can go for the full power and vice versa and then well if you have someone problems. that goes for it oh this is right. the future, but right. then oftentimes yeah. if, but it's, if you are yeah. in the position where no one else is and yes. they see that you're on that class they're probably going to ask you to do that specific role yeah and there's something to be said for like applying quickness and alacrity isn't that interesting of a role like of a role it's a boon that you give but it's so, it's a so thing I that agree. the community says that we right. absolutely need and right. they are so maybe I, even i agree strong. i agree making it five men by the way you can both disagree and that's also fine <laughs> yeah no, 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 I, I do i do totally see your point when, like when we have alacrity and yeah, yeah. Mm. It's not really this like is the problem with having too many nice people in our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, Everyone I mean, has it's, way it's, too respectful. I, mean, I think I think the real problem, as uh, Rook was saying, is that it's maybe not clear for new players yeah. that there are these roles that exist, mm -hmm. which perfectly segues into the next segment. Well, the new I, improvement. I love yes. that you're doing that, and you are very, very welcome <laughs> to return. But I am yeah, gonna yeah. I am gonna talk I'll very very, yeah, very I'm gonna put last one last point on something as well, which is important. <laughs> um, okay, so imagine so we all know what it's like as human beings. This is gonna be very therapist here, mental health oriented. So just warning for you if you <laughs> if you're not interested. As human beings in our daily lives and as we grow older and we we come across change, we come across things in our lives which do adjust our lives. And sometimes that is very, very difficult to uh, think about and to move through because we like to have, we like to have just, we like to know where we're going, we like to know what we're doing, and we like to know that that's going to be the way things are. We don't all like surprises. Anxiety is a thing and all the stuff. In games and in challenges and in work, sometimes something can come along where if that changes, that impacts our life in a different way. And when we're talking about life, we're talking about our MMO life, we're talking about the games we play, we're talking about Guild Wars 2. If there is something that comes along, it might take, sometimes it's going to take us a little bit of time to get used to that. And then there are defenses which come up, you know, things like we start complaining, we get upset, we get sad we don't want to do the things we rage out we say we complain um and i think you honestly find uh that in like maybe one two three months time no one's gonna care they all would have got used to it 
they would have got used to it and i feel like this is a big thing in eso as well and there will be people that care about like five and ten person buffs and stuff but a lot of it is getting used to a system which is as long as it's a good system <laughs> obviously if it's just rubbish then yeah fine it's just sometimes it just takes a lot of getting used to it. and as people start to do it like rook break brought up a really good point is that they are literally enabling players at the moment in in a way they need to do it more to think about using quickness and alacrity in their builds in other areas of the game they're linking that world v world pvp isn't it's probably the only outlier because there's only five people but like dragons End, i i definitely take alacrity and quickness if i can on different engineers i run scrapper for for resing things like that um when people start talking about a map chat people really want to get that event done they start looking at the chat they start engaging and they there's like people organizing like i started to organize groups in my squad in a meta like I never did that ever before. I never yeah. had to do that. And it was and then we started chatting in my group and it brought back that old school MMO vibe of like talking to people in the game that you don't actually know. And then I was like, damn, this actually feels good. But it, it meant like going out of my shell a little bit and getting changing my thought patterns a little bit and adjusting to something which was different, which was maybe in the end actually was more beneficial. So change basically, change is tough and difficult and sometimes there are things we do um which may be like you know we might get sad about that we might lash out all the other things which people we obviously know is where reddit comes in um but like you know it was a bit of a long-winded explanation but i guess things are hard and it'll get easier for sure but that's when an lfg is gonna be the answer Kruf, right that's that's what well, lfgs are and an single answer? target healers because your groups uh, will reform quicker so what would you queue up as quickness you could queue, you could queue up as a quickness <laughs> a whole, or yeah, yeah i mean there's a whole discussion How would i would that, love to but have no, about oh Kruf, it's just a joke like, like, <laughs> i'm not trying to you invalidate know, because you I, <laughs> I don't i think we need an LFG, but I think yeah. the way that this is going, it's actually going to diminish the possibility of, of an LFG. Do you think it's going to be too intricate, like to, too many roles? It's too specific. It's going to be too specific right. to actually right. do. That makes sense. Uh, well, I mean, I have to, I have to counter. I, I absolutely like. Let's do it. Honestly, I think this is a kind of. I think there are pros and cons to this change. Um, yeah. Like, uh, correct me. Okay, correct me if I'm wrong. As a healer, if I'm in a squad and I am healing, I will only heal the squad that I am in, right? No. No. You will be able to heal others if everyone in your squad, if everyone in your squad is healthy, you can heal others. Mm -hmm. Okay. But like, if my squad is not healed to max and I drop a heal on somebody who is not in my squad, will they receive that heal? If everyone's in the same location, you will only heal them. If they're not, yeah, yes, you will. Squad. But like, so it's the same. With, it's kind of like boon dispersion as well. It's like there's other people. Subgroup would it's, be. Yeah, it would be it's always yeah. priority. It's just priority group. So you can put yeah. boons on other people as well if your group members aren't nearby, for example. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. It's. I mean, this is one part of it that I do think is strange because there have been moments where, like, in raid or something, I'll be saying to some, like, I'll be like, "Oh, and this, this, and like, I'm gonna give this, and everybody's gonna get stuff," and people will say, like, "Ha ha ha, your heals don't work on me, so it doesn't even matter. You don't matter." And I'm like, "Oh, 
Like, so those moments are very weird. <laughs> I want to say yeah. just in general that those moments are very weird as yeah. somebody who like, like you're trying to heal or support, but to have these strange conditionals on like, what is the actual effectiveness that I have now because of yeah. the structure and design within this? I mean, it is oftentimes very likely that you are all stacked together and that if both people are doing what they are supposed to be doing and healing and, you know, booting and stuff like that, that you will have full group coverage um but i mean those weird conditionals do make it feel strange when you have abilities that it feels like i should just be able to use this so there's that component um the other side of this though is that i do think that there comes a time where we do have to narrow in on something and mm. like i say this particularly with pve content in mind um Comparing a game like Final Fantasy XIV to ESO specifically. ESO, far more freedom of build. You can actually build. You can actually do things. I mean, Guild Wars yeah. 2 falls into Category 2, but I want to do these as polarizing opposites because I actually think that Guild Wars 2 sits more in the middle. Yeah. So ESO on one side, they were like, do we want to have to narrow in and hone in on these classes in order to create content that provides more specific and detailed challenges that are oriented and anchored and balanced around what we can control, thus like roles or yeah. very specific builds, etc. Or do we want to try to design content that is like, well, yeah, you can kind of bring whatever, but then admit the fact that likely the challenge precision <laughs> and like specific... <laughs> what? Wait, wait, you've brought a new character in like who is this character i'm sorry but you've got the old lady who is this new person you can't just do that i me. am a myriad i am a one woman show unto myself deborah someone the in chat named them Joya. i'm sorry <laughs> but that was great um no like so then you bring a character into elder and they're saying like okay so then if we don't want to do more specific build expectation niche roles etc right yeah then that means that we have to create a far broader experience that just about anything could kind of maybe do which means that you actually see i think the precise difficulty suffer versus something like Mm -hmm. final fantasy 14 where all of the roles are hyper controlled and they are constantly facing this question of like we need to keep everything as perfectly balanced as we can keep it perfectly balanced so that means that if we have one outlier that's more difficult to play but it doesn't we have to keep all the numbers the same so then we'll have to make that class more simple i guess but then these ones like so but we can because of this and because it's more defined like you have to have this you have to have that no the the class designs themselves are more controlled and defined so oh, that okay. like the general balance of all classes is better but the <laughs> options that you have as far as the actual like what agency do i have over my class mm. right like yeah. you don't because in essence you will play what they have given you this is these are the abilities this is the yeah, role you are a healer role, so as a healer you have this but because of that they can create more mechanically finessed fights mm-hmm. where that like threshold right they are balancing around very specific things and very specific ways that people will navigate them yeah. so they can create very specific challenges mm-hmm. within that so Guild Wars 2 kind of falls in the middle. Sorry, this is sort of long, but hopefully it will reach a good point. Like, Guild Mm -hmm. Wars 2 kind of falls in the middle, 
where we have a lot of freedom and in certain modes that freedom and that ability to play and build and experiment and all that kind of stuff really shines open world stuff so on and so forth although metas there are some variation but then we have the great dilemma which is the pve instanced content and we saw with stuff like the early strikes and iceberg saga that the challenge it's like oh boy okay this kind of feels sort of (laughs) generic this sort of feels like that is a case of we are trying to design for too many options yeah so all of this to say i think there comes a point for every single game and we've even seen eso face this And I would argue that while they have maybe solidified more of a trinity in the game, some of the content has become more interesting and challenging as a result. And in Guild Wars 2, it's kind of the same. Like, I think there comes a point in instanced content where you have a choice to make, and you either start building around these very specific identities, I suppose, which, yes, I agree with you, in a sense, limits what you could play with kind in a sense right in that particular context of that mode but at the same time allows them to balance fights around a more specific threshold that makes way for more interesting and compelling and specific mechanics and structure and design and i I don't really like i think there's value in both i think there's value in an absolute freedom and i think there's value in balanced control Guild Wars 2 has always tried to straddle the line, and sometimes it works really well, and sometimes it doesn't. And I don't envy yeah. them having to try and do this. Yeah. Well, what, is that why that is also why they moved away from the f- way they had dungeons as well? Because dungeons were made in the with the idea that you don't have a tank and you don't necessarily need a healer. There is no the only toughness is is the only thing really. Like in there, you don't you didn't need anything specific. But like it, but there was always that idea of missing something. Like the boss might focus someone specifically by accident because it was toughness, and no one knew back in the day that that's how you tanked in Guild Wars Two. And I don't think they ever told anyone. I don't know if they ever mentioned it earlier, and I can't remember. But like yeah. their whole ethos and changing was was very much what you are saying, Rook. That's why they went to fractals. And even though fractals are a little bit closer to dungeons, they're more focused fights with strats, with ideas of. You can do this a lot quicker and better and reward focused with quickness and accurate, blah, blah, blah. But they hadn't, obviously, with the beginning fractals, they hadn't had those buffs come in yet. So I think there was definitely a switch up and a plan to go with that, maybe, over over the course of things and kind of go with this identity. And I agree, you know, there is... I loved the idea of Guild Wars 2 breaking that idea of a trinity. I loved the idea of that. But I think it's just not like you like you explained. It's just not. It it doesn't work. It's just actually it, it doesn't work for maybe what MMOs are doing right now. And maybe there is a way in the future to do that. And there's going to be a game, and there's going to be a company that does that. And when they do that, they're going to do it very very well. Um, ESO is great because you can just play wherever the hell you want most of the time. You just need yeah. to have a tank and you need to have healers. And there are abilities. There are more. It's more of. It's less traits because ESO doesn't have traits. Essentially, it has like ways that you can le- like you know put points, skill points into different things. But you can get skill points so you can put it into everything anyway. So it's more specific abilities. Like I have an ability as a DPS or as a healer. It doesn't matter which one, where I can improve the damage of my group um, and also get uh, magicka back, which is mana. 
Um, or I can do a thing where, you know, I create a combo field, which in ESO is different. You have to press a button to interact with it, where it gives me Magicka regen. Because in ESO, getting your resources back is one of the big support things. It's not about boons and extra, just extra damage. It's about keeping your resources up. So it's like... I, and that's why I like ESO. It's a, it's a little bit more about resource management. It's a very interesting game. But like they've, like you said, you know, their raiding counters now have got much better. They've got sets more specific to healing than ever, really, as well. There's sets which focus on overhealing. There's a wicked set that I love because I really do love overhealing um, because I just spam my heals as a Templar. Um, where it's called Healy's set, and basically when you overheal they get a buff so they can do more damage and also the healing spreads out to people around them um, and you see this great visual. There's some really, really good ways of doing it and I love how companies are coming up with those kinds of ways. Final Fantasy fourteen, I think is cool because I, I think the way they've designed the game is that you can change your class. Like if you want it, you can have such defined roles for people and classes because you can just play all the classes. Like you can be like, I can now be DPS and I don't have to switch character. I don't have to go and necessarily level another character. I know you're leveling your own. But it kind of works. And it's kind of awesome how each game is very unique just in that one way. And then you start looking at all the others. And then you're like, damn, which bits can I take from each game and be like ultimate game, which is what the tweet was the other day. But yeah, great great points rick like it was it's so true like totally. you, it does feel like you really do have to have some kind of defined roles for people and and sometimes there are going to be people like in the, and again it comes down to who you surround yourself with and how you want to play the game at the end of the day there's going to be people who just chill and just like you know what alacrity quickness meh do we need it do we do yeah. we need it sometimes we don't i mean yeah, yeah. that's exactly that's me as yeah. well like sometimes but like when we get in there it's like oh okay this is going to be easier if we do this i don't mind slapping yeah. in quickness instead of doing this other trick um and then you find out like you said after you've got through like the whole night when you come to the end of the night you've actually got a composition of people <laughs> who have adjusted and changed because they want to improve and they want to really just kick ass and get the rewards and I think yeah. that that does happen sometimes, kind of organically, which is cool. But sure, I, I totally agree with Rook in that. Like, I think ArenaNet need to focus on tightening that skill gap um, because if you compare like Guild Wars two to Final Fantasy fourteen, like the difference between someone pressing in Final Fantasy fourteen just pressing their skills that light up and using the skills that aren't on cooldown in between those skills, the gap between them doing that and a super experienced Final Fantasy fourteen player playing their class perfectly is so much smaller compared to Guild Wars, where you have your personal rotation, but then you've also got boons in the game that like way that are just so strong. I mean, things like quickness and alacrity, they're like three minute cooldowns in Final Fantasy fourteen that one class has. Things like protection, which is like a thirty-three percent damage decrease. Um like on incoming damage that's that's a skill on my paladin in final fantasy 14 that's on a two minute cooldown and it lasts like i don't know like tw 10 seconds 20 seconds something like that so anything they can do to like tighten that skill gap through having these more um direct roles is really good i don't know yet if like 
I'd have to like think about it a lot, a lot more deeply. But I'm not. Sh- I have no idea if the five man boon change makes like tightens that gap or makes it even wider. Um, for me, like the difference between before was that um, if you had a quickness and alacrity provider, they'd pr- provide it to eight other DPS. Pl- no. Eight minus minus the two healers, so it provide it to what like the six DPS players, right? But if you remove those, then those, and you replace it, then you have like eight DPS players. And then now, ArenaNet can balance, even though the the role slots aren't locked to those um to those roles, they can balance around sort of a middle ground where it's like they know that every group is ideally going to run two healers, two quickness, two alacrity. So then there is, what, four DPS that are taking advantage of those boons as well. It doesn't sound I like a lot, does it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it doesn't sound like a lot. But right, you, can right. do, you can have quickness scrapper, for example, which does 25 to 28k or something. And you've got quickness yeah. firebrand with Condi, which does, which, you know, is an easy, fairly easy rotation. That does a lot of damage. And um, it reduces the overall power creep of the squad, I think, because then the two alacrity and two quickness providers—they're not full DPS. Like they don't, yeah. they're not pumping the same numbers that the full DPS that roles are. So is it a reduces good point. the overall damage. It makes things more difficult as well because you're right. not pumping out that damage, which I think essentially has been a big problem in Guild Wars too. Like a lot of the strikes and raid fights have been really dumbed down. I don't like using that word. Have been really um, less engaging. <laughs> I don't know. I've got to think of a better word to use, but like they're easier, basically, because yeah. you can just do damage. I remember we had a conversation on during the guild missions for the light simplified this much, but of course, really comes up with it. Um, <laughs> we were having a conversation during strikes and raids, and also guild missions the other week. And we we're talking about the is it? I can't remember which strike mission it is. Is it Bone Skinner? The, the hard one back from... Yeah, from, Bone Skinner. Yeah, and like, everyone yeah. was like, yeah, I've killed that boss so many times. I was like... And and then someone said, I still don't know what the mechanic is. Yeah. <laughs> I still don't know. Did like, you, we, you just take it. scourges. And, um, yeah, yeah. I think and that was a real shame. Bone Skinner. It has some cool mechanics. I've literally never done them because <laughs> the, the yeah, strategy no is out-heal it, and if you can't out-heal it, we're not doing it. That's it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so... Yeah, yeah. There and, needs to be this... That yeah, is a problem, and there's a there's a way a to do it, the, and that is by potentially reducing damage from through one means, I guess, I suppose. But like, yeah, I, I, I think, think, yeah. think End of Dragon Strikes fix this. Like, they amend this a lot in that the mechanics are almost one shots, and you have to do them. Um, they definitely feel like I there's not many mechanics I can think of in the End of Dragon Strikes that you can straight up cheese through, like just out healing them and or out dpsing them anything like that i feel like they've i'm watching Kurt's face take a journey right now i know it started with side eye squints and then it rotated down to kind of i love the strikes a lot but i don't think i love the direction of almost everything being a one-shot or a downstate, because to a sense, it does destroy the role of a healer. Oh, the mechanics the of, of, of the a bo- healer. Oh, okay. 
Okay. And oh. I'm kind of worried that's going to happen with the challenge mode is that everything's going to be a one-shot. Um, and I think right. there's a way to make interesting endgame content that is not uh, one-shot. I think it's totally okay if there's one or two mechanics that, you know, is one shot where you go to dance it or one shot where you fully die. Yeah. That's interesting, especially for challenge modes, but it feels like the damage is so fast and it chunks so much that it is strange for a healer because it's almost better to everyone just know the fight and everyone take damage yeah. to get that done faster than if you have a healer, you know, they might not actually be able to do anything because everyone keeps failing the mechanics and they can't mm. keep up unless you're taking a necro because necro is so strong. Um, right. Well, I, I feel like necro doesn't have this problem because they have barrier instead of healing. And I feel like if barrier was maybe more accessible to all kinds of healers. It's not barrier. The... It's their res potential. That's it's, yeah. I mean, that's true. Well. It's definitely a mixture between the both. Like transfusion well, is so Barrier is on vindicator. Barrier is on yep. vindicator. It's on mechanist. Yeah. It's on a it's couple other things though. where you can apply it. Um, right. they, I think they've weakened. They can still weaken it a little bit, but they have been nerfing barrier a little bit on on scourge. But the yeah. one thing that really mm -hmm. makes scourge stand out is its yeah. transfusion capability, not only to revive allies but to reposition yeah. their bodies into safe zones. Yeah. I think that in particular is something that no other class has. I love that. Other than ranger, other than ranger. This is actually the thing. I love that because some of my favorite times playing Ranger, no joke, as a healer, and sometimes my group, you know, like my group would be like, oh, there's this thing that you could bring that oftentimes people bring, like the the knockback water on VG or stuff like that. Yeah. And, yeah. and I'm like, don't get me wrong. If we need it because people really aren't doing it, I will do it. But I found that like 90% of the time, it didn't even matter if I had used it because everybody else had it or it would overlap with somebody else's. So I started bringing, uh, is it the search and rescue bird yes. that yeah. pops from? Yes. Underrated. And I actually love my favorite way of playing Druid is with that stupid bird. I yeah. love it. I love like having the tree to group res everybody running over. Somebody gets hit by something, being able to pull them somewhere safe, heal them, go over there. So I think that like crew, if you point out something really brilliant, which is that if the design mentality thus far for healers in content has literally just been, there is so much outgoing, constant, persistent AOE damage that they have to just spam heal through, which is fun in its own way. Don't get me wrong. But it has been less about empowering all healer subtypes with having various ways to recoup from mechanical failures. Maybe with the advent of these new strikes, we could see some of that kit being bulked out for healers across the board, as opposed to it being something that's like a little bit more niche and like hyper specific, making it so that healers in that kind of capacity have something that is more able to, you know, even if it's just a single skill, like one really excels at something more like proactive, like barrier, things like that. Some yeah. really excel at uh, reactive. So the thing has happened, the damage has happened, the person has gone down, and then I can pull them, I can save them, I can heal them. Mm. So like, I think it's going to be a balance because I agree in that. I think we need more of these mechanics, especially with the... Yeah ridiculous mobility that we have in this game mm. there needs yes. to be especially in end game content more of an actual punishment for not using that mobility wisely and not yeah. positioning but i agree with you too in that we need to balance as well in between those one shot or those like immediate downstate mechanics we need to balance to uh, still having concentrated healing that needs to happen but then maybe even like reworking a little bit because i like i like it overall but like reworking a little bit so that 
different healers have different ways to respond to something like that. You know, uh, even like sending something out to like protect for a limited time the downed person in case another mechanic goes off on top of them or pulling them somewhere. Like to me, that would be really fun and I would love it. Because that's how I like to play my druid anyway. So. I think most yeah. people, I'm, I'm the as same. The like the, the having the tree, like to having my, that res, like I've pulled off some clutch moments. Like you can just remember, like you just like the whole raid said, I've got a clip on my channel, which is just like, you know, um, oh my God, the first boss on Wing 4, name, why? Karen? Yeah, yeah. No. Um, yes. When, like, you, everyone's just in the downstate and you come out and you're like, damn, I've got my tree and I've got, you know, my pestle up. I've got, I can get all the reses and you just pull everyone back. That's so hype. And there's moments yeah. where there's, like... The, the problem is, is, and this goes back to an earlier discussion, is the game, how it was created without a trinity and how they've moved to more towards... Uh, what did you say, Kruf? It's not trinity, but... Like a pentagon. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pentagon. And so there yeah. there is older abilities which feel more which actually feel more Trinity like, I think, in a way, because I've still got that idea and their design in there. But now they're like I don't know, Scrapper had a great res, which was really, really yeah. cool. Um I think that's a fantastic ability. Very similar to the Bert to um Search and Rescue. Um yeah. there's there's signets for Guardian, um Mesmer for a short time. And other classes where you can, you know, you can rest people up and you can get people up and do stuff like that. I'd love to see more abilities, yes. I actually yeah. saw something in chat where they were talking about alacrity and quickness. I'm going to say something which is going to be massively, people are going to be upset with. I hate them. I actually hate the boons. Yeah. I hate them yeah. so yeah. much. Yeah. I actually think, I think they're there's... the worst idea in the game ever since totally. they were brought totally. in. I think it they're terrible. A, it was actually a huge, it was a huge um, power creep to, introduce, yeah. to introduce those two boons. It messed with Agreed. a lot of balance, not only for like future content, but also old content. It kind of yeah. does trivialize it, particularly yes. quickness. Trivialize, yes. Particularly Absolutely. quickness because it increases the intensity of your damage. Alacrity is nice and ultimately will, yeah. but it like it's not that much of an instant like, oh, that yeah. alacrity is really coming in clutch. Yeah. So there's balance is it's still a strange, strange world. I think it's um I think it's uh like what was I gonna say? Like I think a real problem is having these one hundred percent boon uptimes. Like the fact that alacrity <laughs> and quickness are they have sp- specific roles you have nobody that's like you 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 never see an lfg someone looking specifically for a might provider people yeah or regen (laughs) need regen you need need those but it's like quickness and alacrity are their own roles because having 100 percent boon uptime on those is so important and it makes such a huge difference and i really wish that for whatever reason you couldn't 100 percent cap on them and you would use them specifically for burst windows like you would in stuff like final fantasy yeah, short time but yes exactly yeah and then yeah, you could absolutely. align them and coordinate them for the most effect i actually yeah. i'm so glad you brought that up bloom because like wherever you're talking about oh well it's we'll only limit it to x amount of people or x amount of thing but i honestly think that if they just made it something that had to be timed coordinated and used strategically in a fight right yeah. like in many other games, if you have those massive abilities... I'll be right back in like three minutes. Sure. Yeah. Typically within the course of a fight, you're going to get to use them maybe twice, 
right? Yeah. It depends on the game. But like, I was just uh, casting Race to Worlds first for WoW, right? And there are very, there's a specific sort of buff that they use that they plan around all the time. So it's like, are we using this in the first part, the second part? Are we using it here? When are we like planning this? So where they scripted, uh, scripted that in various fights is really important to optimize that DPS return. In 14, same thing. We have certain cooldowns that certain classes bring to the table that will, for a short window, up the, that damage output essentially um yeah. but again not 100 percent of the time <laughs> yeah. and i hadn't even thought about that because like i think that is the difference between it just being a utility and it being a role defining feature does that like you know what i mean yeah totally i think that this conversation is getting out to why I dislike the five-player change. Yeah. Because I yeah. don't expect them to get rid of them to be more utility. It's because of that 100% uptime that you have to wait around for that person to fill that role, and not just for a brief moment in the fight when it's an opportunistic moment, but yeah. to continually pump out those boons. Yeah. Uh, but I, that's that was maybe a better way of explaining as to why i feel again, a little like, adverse to this and, and like looping back again like that that also um increases that skill gap having that 100 percent boon up time whereas if you could only if they didn't stack right like if quickness you couldn't stack it you use it and it says four seconds on the boon you can it'll just last that four seconds and then you can maybe refresh it i don't know but it doesn't stack then the difference between someone using quickness and not using quickness is way smaller because you don't have like you don't have it 100% throughout the entire fight you know like you you're specifically using it for those burst windows and i think again that's a big reason why final fantasy 14 maybe doesn't suffer from this issue as much is because those like class specific boons are really short short windows they have a, a much smaller impact than a 100% boon up time does yeah um, like as far as yeah. duration goes i love I, I agree. I think that their timing and planning and scripting around that within the fight in 14 is better. 14 has had its own problems <laughs> with the yeah. fact that it has essentially eradicated every buff in the game except yeah. for just straight up damage up, yeah. which Astro. is like, oh, don't <laughs> remind me. Stormblood Astrologian was one of my favorite concepts for a class I think I have ever played in an MMO. It's good. If it's so fun. Like, originally, for anybody who doesn't know, Astrologian was a, a class that was introduced in the first expansion of Final Fantasy XIV. It is a healer support, but with a strong... And initially, its design had a strong, strong, strong focus on the support it brought to the table, right? Um, they have since kind of brought it more in line to be like a pure healer, and they've severely limited the buffs that it brings to the table. But the idea was that you essentially had like a tarot card deck, and each mm. of the different cards had an ability. So like, you had one that would do damage up, yes. You'd have another one that would reduce incoming damage. You had one that upped crit. You had one that upped spell speed you had one that up right okay so then you could pull those cards and hold them but then you could also take another card and do what was called burning it so if you burned various cards they would then affect the next card that you played so if you had a damage up and then you burned the appropriate card that would make it apply to the entire party that would apply to the entire party. If you had one that would increase the potency mm. of a single card, you could burn that and then put that single card at an increased potency on an ally to make it even more damage that you were reducing for them or to up even more of the crit on them in a moment that really mattered. 
So it created all these great windows of opportunity of different choices of support. Now, obviously, as we talked about in every MMO there, the community eventually hones in on things that from a sheer numerical standpoint, optimize particularly damage output within end game content, which I don't think should be the actual end all be all of balance in games. But like, it, it tends to be that right. So most of the time, people were just fishing for that sheer damage up. Doesn't mean that people didn't still use the other buffs for a variety of situations, just that that is what most people would constantly be looking for and redrawing for to get particularly an endgame. So, um, like, again, it's interesting because I do I agree with what Bloom is saying and that I think the actual management of application of buffs and the control of that is is better for the actual structuring of how you use it in a fight. But the options that we have in 14 they ended up going almost the complete opposite and then being like okay well literally the only buff that we're really going to allow is just damage up because that's all the community uses anyway so yeah right. <laughs> oh yeah. it's just frustrating so they yeah well people they, they sometimes they go with more the more of the idea they think people want without asking them uh, <laughs> that's the problem um communication i guess that was a while ago wasn't it i think i played i'm not sure i think i started playing astra then it changed and then i didn't get to fully appreciate and now every time i play it people are like yeah it doesn't matter <laughs> like which one you use and i'm like damn the tarot card thing is like my jam you know that's been young right there um but like yeah okay quickness and uh, lacry had the discussion while i was away sorry i yeah, my yeah. package arrived and i didn't want it to get stolen <laughs> i was just like yeah. that's the that's yeah i'm moving i'm moving in august it's just got to another level now um yeah but yeah so like i just personally don't like them never wanted yeah. them game didn't need them not sure why they brought yeah. it in and it's in some kind that's just I, I don't want to speak for anyone else as well. <laughs> I know you, uh, Bloomies agreeing. <laughs> like, it's just like, it, feel, it felt like a way of boosting everyone in a way. Where, and, and it does feel like it takes a skill away or some kind of interactable, which is what you were both just talking about or just talking about. When you can come together and use a specific skill to enhance your your whole squad or group's damage at a specific time so there's more skill to that maybe you can't well, i know it's not necessarily skill you're just pressing a button at one yeah. specific time rather than all the, the time but you're using other things and you're not just thinking about keeping this one thing going whilst you're doing rotation and some some people might think that's a little bit more more fun because you can do damage as well. i don't know i don't know i think they'll i feel like I would love to have the more skill stuff. Like, I love what Rook was saying, you know? I love the fact that I can use this ability to res someone, and I'm a healer. That's what I'm doing. I'm a damage healer. That's what I'm doing. I'm a whatever. Like, if you're going to be doing quickness, why don't you just have someone that can do all of that thing, the things, you know? Can do might, can do quickness, can do alacrity, and then just have then it's just a role specifically like boon operator. <laughs> I don't know. I think similar to like, a, like, a, like they could have like a healer category and then a like utility category where like you yeah. can provide those boons similar to like rift. Oh yeah, well, don't make I me think, sad um, about that game. Sorry. I, I think they'll they'll never remove those boons, but I I really like. Um, Yes, I think I if you if you're gonna have 100 uptime in alacrity and quickness, those roles should literally be 
fully built around like Boom. providing that 100% uptime and like nothing else. Like Alacrity Willbender is really fun because, and it's really hard to apply permanent Alacrity as a Willbender. You've got to be playing yeah. really well. You've got to make all those hits connect. Just play Mechanist. Um, and so, <laughs> right, that's the thing. It's like, yeah. it's like, I think Alacrity Willbender is a good spot where it's like, uh, to provide 100% Alacrity, you have to play really well and you have to you have try to really hard. But then, yeah, you have to have a rotation and you're, you're actively playing the game where it's like, Alacrity yeah. Mechanist exists. You auto-attack. It, no, you auto-attack. And it's like, what, you know, that's... You to, to and make you don't even need to... to apply. Yeah. yeah, and then like, then Harbinger <laughs> Quickness as well. Like, they just have Quickness that pulses from their shroud when instead your whole play style should be around yeah, like yeah, yeah. trying to constantly prop quickness you know that's, that's and it. i feel bad yeah. for other classes like revenant would have been that perfect utility elite spec where you are like the profession yeah. who works with boons but they never gave it alacrity or quickness be- and then the community decided like they're not that great because you can't apply these extremely like sought after boons and yeah just touching on the topic of like this skill that is yeah required to just even not even match not even yeah. willbenders i do not think can even match mechanists output because yeah. you have to do so much and it requires multi-targets to get the equal amount but when you're mm. only in a boss fight fighting one target you can't hit multiple packets of, of enemies so yeah it is strange <laughs> and a like, also, renegade like uh, i think like vindicator actually has you can, there is a really cool um, 100% alacrity uptime vindicator. Vindicator, because, yeah, because um, Ventari can provide oh, Ventari, alacrity, yes. and then the vindicator dodge that extends boons. Yeah. If you like, you can create 100% alacrity, but you've got to like switch between these sort of things. Uh, just play that's, that's fun. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. It's like it's all overshadowed by the classes that can provide it. 100 of the time. That's why I'll answer everything in the next 10 um, minutes. Just play Mechanist. <laughs> right. That's a pretty good answer. Yeah, yeah. I think if you're going to make it a role, just like if, if ArenaNet recognized quickness and alacrity as roles, then those those builds should be fully, like, fully focused on providing those 100% uptime. If they're not going to just, like, remove them, yeah. then they should be focused on that. Yeah. That's one thing they do need to do. If, like, you bring up a good point. It's like... If you're gonna, if this there is an intention for people to want to do this, like have quickness, have an accurate uptime, it should be a flat, like easy enough to do for every class. With and maybe the amount of time it takes to do it with skill presses and everything else. I know that's difficult, but like you say, you know, if you're gonna <laughs> press like ten different buttons, dodge, and also milk a cow at the same time to get a quickness, when a mechanist can press. Two buttons and also not even auto attack because you can uh, <laughs> yeah. attack every so often because you've yeah. just got these other two buttons you can press on your mech and have something else. It's just like, well, just flipping playing NG. Do you know what I mean? I <laughs> reckon there's two sense. ways they go. They either make it easier to apply across the board and the effectiveness is reduced by either not having it stack or it's just nerfed somehow, or the other end of the spectrum, which is like, those roles that provide those, those boons need to require like mm. more skill to provide them 100% if they're going to exist. Play a mini game, like fishing or something to game. Let's do it. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Play a mini game while you're playing the yes. actual game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you say that, but I genuinely love classes. Why do you think I loved Stormblood Afterlord? 
organ so much because yeah. I had a mini card yeah. game I got to play while I yeah. played. My brain yeah. is exploding when I play that class. So even now, I'm I'm definitely playing on Sunday, especially because you talked about that PvP mode. I'm like, yep, I need to get in there. Can you wait? Can you play that PvP mode even if you're under level from max level? You just yes. standardize stats, just- isn't it? Yeah, you'll go to Wolf's Den Pier, and this is off topic, you'll go to Wolf's okay. Den Pier, and then, you'll okay. talk, and then you'll talk to them, and you'll unlock the new game mode, and you're able to. The only exception mm. is if you're on the free account, you can't play PvP, because okay. they had a lot of problems with bots that, like, were making yeah. free accounts, yeah. and then just, like, sitting there. So. Yeah, Griff, you can't yeah. play. Like, no Rip. bot, no bot, no bot. Rip. Okay. <laughs> we're not going to talk about Echo World Wild. <laughs> yeah, we still got the new player experience. Uh, Should I tell you that's, why? Be, that's a whole can of worms. And guess, and guess what? This is exactly the thing they need to do more of. Keep going with the blog post because it just gave us three hours yeah. of content. Um, yes. Which I mean, won't be a show once there, apparently. If anyone needs to go or do anything, you need to tell me because we may still be going for a little bit. Um, yeah. Okay, so who wants to read the... I don't think there's... Do you know what? We just talked for an hour on one little section. Um, <laughs> who wants to talk about the new player? We somehow spent an hour with the world versus world profession balance we've never talked um, about world, world for that long in this no that was surprising yeah 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 it was good <laughs> I it, loved was it. it was an great. unexpected but a really fun diversion yes. yeah absolutely yes. yeah who wants to read who's going to read this one um sure i'll go for it new player improvements testing as we mentioned in last month's studio update, we're taking steps to ensure a smooth launch on Steam later this year. This launch is an important piece of our long-term plans for growing the community, so we want to get it right. To prepare for this, we'll experiment with some changes to the new player experience with a goal of improving new player retention. To be clear, we're not undertaking huge overhauls at this stage, but rather focusing on smaller changes that can have a big impact on the player experience. We tried the overhaul approach back in 2014 with mixed results. In fact, some of our experiments this year will explore reversing some of those 2014 changes. Typically, these tests will only impact small segments of new accounts for a limited duration. This is referred to as A-B testing. We'll deploy the changes to a small number of new players, study the results, and then decide whether to make the change permanent, further iterate on it, or remove it from the game. It's worth noting that we expect some of our tests or variations of a test to not work out. That's the nature of an experiment. When we've had a successful test, we'll roll the change out officially and communicate those changes in our release notes. Most of the players reading this won't be impacted by these experiments. However, some new players might take notice. So we wanted to give you a heads up and make sure you're in the know in case you see some curious comments. Oh, my God. Does anyone (laughs) else feel weird about that? About them testing stuff on players that have never played think, the game I before? Think that's so weird because I keep seeing these posts on Reddit about like, yeah, why is my wife getting double my XP? <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, I don't know. I guess they're just they you know they're just testing on random new. Did they stop? <laughs> Apparently, doing it there was one instance where Wild. someone was getting more XP than their partner, and like they were yeah. like they were level twenty four, but their partner was like level fifty four, and it was just yeah. like astronomical okay. amounts of XP. This, this is like, a, what is going on? I, I'm gonna this say wholeheartedly, and my belief on this, I don't think this is a good idea. 
I just don't. No, I think it, I think this is great. where like I because imagine that experience that you play with your partner or you play you with a friend, and one yeah. of you, yeah. yeah, one of you is yeah. literally given a completely <laughs> different new player experience. Yeah, and your yeah. XP is doubled, so one person is more powerful than the other. It, that is I just mean, awful. Like, I don't know. Really, I'm like, sorry. I, I don't want to sound like a horrible person. So yeah. I'm just like, it just sounds bad. It sounds yeah. like a bad idea. At the very least, I think that new players that this is eligible for should, upon the moment of starting the game, get a notification that says, <laughs> "We, you know, you are eligible to be part of some of our testing for changes for the new core game. Absolutely. Would you like?" to have a chance to preview these and give your feedback mm -hmm. if the person says yes great if they say no great but like you need to tell them what these changes are yes. i agree i think that testing the new player improvements and making the new player improvements are incredibly important i am so happy they're doing this this is a huge thing but as somebody who literally when i started playing switch or years ago me and then my partner, Bebop, were playing together. Bebop decided to spring for a subscription, which at the time, oh we didn't know. This was like a specific point of time in the game. But we didn't yeah. know, right, that. that like Bebop was going to get twice the experience that I would get. And mm. that Bebop would be able to use the sprint button. But I wouldn't be able to use the sprint button to make my <laughs> character run yes. on a non-paid account. So like, again... I know they want to get this right and that they probably want to do what would be essentially like unknown testing to understand if like without any bias, is this keeping more players in the game or not? But to prep for Steam when we're going to get a lot of new players, but still, you don't want to lose the players that you might get now because of this thing that's happening. Because we've got the massive yeah. new expansion, which is the best piece of everything that they've put in the game for so long since launch like and there's loads of yeah. people flocking to the game if we give half of those people that experience you're right like it's only gonna drive them away it's just gonna be like yeah it, it is literally one word that we keep we were talking communication like saying that in a random blog post that new players are not gonna read <laughs> like you know what there's no reason they would be reading this and who's right. like and maybe in the hope that new players have friends already playing and they have read the blog post which chances are probably not done either like no. you know it's just it's not gonna happen and it feels like this there is a couple of answers for this rooks is the best one okay opt-in i have, I have an answer i also have an answer I've, i'm wondering if um, it's gonna be the same as mine Go on. they kind of have a solution in it uh, i don't know if this is an account-wide thing that just happens when you create your account or something but they uh -huh. have beta character slots that they use for elite specs yeah. when they're in beta it'd be cool if you just had a beta like everyone just had a beta slot to test these changes on um and it really literally should yeah. or if they had a pto and additionally <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be a lot that'd be, that'd be, that'd be a lot um but PTRs are that they, difficult they've got one <laughs> yes they do they yeah. do <laughs> they did it. specifically mention that they're new accounts so if we're, like veterans we won't even be able to experience if yeah. we create another character it doesn't seem like we'll also be able to test any of the changes or try to see if there are changes unless you get a new account unless and you, then you make might a new have account. a chance yeah. <laughs> you won't know though 100 percent. i also, guess like i'm also curious as to how they're collating this feed that like i assume these new players aren't writing like 
feedback reports. So, like, I'm yeah. curious to know what they're actually monitoring by watching an, unsuspe- an unsuspecting new player level from, like, 1 to 80 in three hours. I'm, like, curious to know what info they're trying to get from that other than, like, I don't know, maybe they're trying to gauge, like, the average um, length of time it takes an unsuspecting new player to get to 80 or something. but That's the one. I mean, well, no, I think that they're actually, because they say specifically, with the goal of improving new player retention. So I think they're trying to see if the the accounts that have these changes, if the new players are more or less likely to just (laughs) continue playing the game and, like, logging in. So they may make it worse. <laughs> They're probably going to make it worse with this change. Yeah. Do you think? I, mean, I don't know. know if it would make it worse, like, inherently, but certain yeah. circumstances when you are playing with a... Also, the person who wrote that blog post, it hasn't been confirmed that they've actually started these changes. It hasn't right. been officially confirmed. Sure. This yeah. People just have said that this, this could be them, uh, testing. Yeah. Okay. This could be made up. You shouldn't rely on everything you read on the internet. But yeah. right. Still, taking this as a hypothesis, as a as a potential, it could impact certain circumstances where you greatly outlevel a friend, and that disparity. Though I will say it is nice because you can go downscale level, and it you can actually help them level faster because you have more inherent power. Because the downscaling doesn't actually downscale you all that well. Yeah. So it like it will create different experiences which I don't think is good inherently, but I don't think this would, like, create new problems. It's not going to create if new I problems. Totally. Well, yeah. I mean, essentially you could. If it was not good, then it would yeah, not it was increase like... new player retention. <laughs> if it was, like, all your armor breaks upon death. Yeah, yeah, yeah you turn into a ham sandwich, yeah. which is my yeah. favorite I, for today's podcast. Even if they just did something where, again, it feels like you need to actually inform people of something or the possibility here so like even if they just did a thing where they were like hey we're giving out fifty thousand copies or i don't know however much fifty thousand copies of the full paid version of the base game like that's not gonna really cost them anything you know what i mean like like so that it's (laughs) like just be like here it is but just know that if you redeem one of these, like there is a chance that you will be included in this current study that we're doing. And, you know, like you may or may not. So like, you know, at the, I don't, I don't know when you hit level, whatever, 80 or something like, then you'll have an opportunity to provide feedback about the experience that you had. And like, then I feel as though you are still keeping it vague enough that like, People don't have to know whether or not they actually had the changed version. You will get their honest feedback about the experience that they had. You'll Mm. still be able to see if people just drop the game or not. You'll still be able to see. But again, it won't just be like any person that goes out and buys all the expansions and then like starts their first experience, maybe not even knowing that you can play the base game on like a free version and play it for free. Like, it just seems like such a... I don't know. It just doesn't I seem mean, like so, my decision. Yeah, I mean, Destiny does a good thing where when you log in, it gives you, like, it'll just have a big page on the middle of your screen as soon as you log in with what are the changes this week, and it'll just clearly say it. And you see it, you've got to, like, click enter to what remove game is it. That? And Destiny, too. God, I haven't played Destiny. And, um, it looks like I have to like, jump into Destiny, like, too. I feel like oh, they, could do, they could do something like that either in-game or in the launcher where you have the launcher page and you can just have the little 
like patch notes there with like this these blog post changes saying that like some new accounts will be affected by these changes but it doesn't yeah you're right jeb in that they don't say it anywhere other than the blog post to which you know new players aren't reading I, i've always had i've always had a i've always got had a gripe with the guild wars 2 blog posts to be right. honest yeah i mean can you imagine we were talking about experience gain but i see in chat people yeah. talking about the um like the way that they had changed story instances yes. right so yeah, they're locked behind every yes. 10 levels yeah Let's so like can you imagine make. Yes. yeah like you and again you and your partner you and your friend <laughs> guild wars 2 oh, one yeah. of you jumps in and you're like oh i'm blasting through the story and your friend's like i don't unlock my next quest for <laughs> nine levels and you're like yeah. oh what no you just go into the journal and you just again it like this is causing a discrepancy that however they do this i i i just i uh, i just don't want to see them test it out unknowingly on brand new players and brand new accounts right. like you said i can't imagine that these changes will be bad in the sense that, like, yeah, I don't think they're going to be, like, all your gear breaks immediately, like Kruf said. Like, but it's one of those things, too, where you want your first impression to be something that has consistency and that yeah. is understandable for new players. And I know we'll see a huge surge of players with Steam, but experimenting on the new people, like was pointed out, that are coming in after hearing that this has been one of the best expansions we've ever had and like really it truly has been and content and the game are in a better place like they, they are in such a good place right now and the future is so bright like i really think we're on that threshold of a new era for guild wars 2 um and it's like please don't confuse those poor people <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think we should definitely like pivot to talking about yeah so that's like talking about how you know the testing system is whack but i think the changes themselves I'm very excited for the like double XP really good. Like people level up faster, but also I'm very excited for, hopefully I would love to see them revert that story change because, um, I, don't I feel like, are, though. Yeah, Oh, you don't think well, they, they are? I don't levels. think they are. I think, well, yeah. I would love if they did. I just full disclosure, yeah. that change, I think hurt the game <laughs> more than it helped it. Yes. But that would be a change as Rook was saying, that wouldn't just be uh, only a, a few people get it. That would need to be like everyone experiences this for the course of two, three weeks, and we'll see how it feels. If they might like try to go over that and uh, pivot that by doing the double XP, so it takes right. less yeah. time for you to actually get to that 10 marker, but still. Um, that could, might not be the solution. I think the solution is to revert it to where, like, every two, three levels, like, that's the marker yeah. that you can hit. And also, yeah. you were also able to go and if you were level 10 and yes. your story mission was 15, you could still fully try that story mission. It would yeah. be harder, but you could mm -hmm. try it. Yeah. And that was yeah. fun. Absolutely. And I, yeah, feel like, exactly. I feel like that, that really complements Guild Wars 2's play style well, where um, you can tackle these challenges if you want to, and you will just intuitively, by doing that, know that maybe you're not strong enough and you need to go out and do some exploring and level up whereas now it's mm -hmm. like locked in you cannot do it till you hit this level which i think is antithetical to a lot of what guild wars 2 does where they want you to organically go out and search for these options 
Um, yeah. Even just getting a prompt that, like, if you went up to a quest and, like you said, you were under level, it would just pop up and say, like, the recommended level for this is 15. You are currently yeah. 10. Um, you know, it might be wise to go adventure, explore everything you do on Make a map. A experience. Like, like yeah. even if it just gave you that little prompt, yeah. like, guiding you literally to like oh well i can't do okay well maybe i'll do this or maybe i'll give it a try you know um because i think a lot of players do at this point like get into the game and then they go through the first store and then they're just like uh and they don't realize yeah. like, they don't know about map exploration they don't know about like and they're yeah. just like what do, I, what do i even do just like wander around aimlessly like what's the right. store to be gripped and like brought into this world what's even happening like yeah, the story yeah. too i feel like the having such large gaps doesn't serve the story and mm, for people to fall totally. in love with it because you have to take such a large break and then you forget and you're like oh i guess we're going to this other thing oh i guess there's now three orders that i have to join and then you're like yes. i haven't done a story mission in four days i totally <laughs> forgot what i just did yeah, yeah because there is an obvious story otherwise there yeah. is no there it i guess uh as an MMORPG, like Guild Wars 2 is the most <laughs> is the most restrictive when you're a new player in terms of lore. <laughs> like it's not it's unfortunate because like you do like it's cool to go and the fact that you have to go and find stuff. I really love that. That is a great idea and it definitely takes up time. But to get people into the story, you have to get people into it. You need a buy-in. That's you need that for everything. Any product that there is out there on the market you think about any of it you need to buy in a reason i want a need you know that's yeah. what we we're you know, capitalism yay um like, uh oh um and, oh god like i've I'm had the big worst friends jump now. in i've had friends jump in and they're like do the little tutorial mission and then it they show up in the open world and it just says yeah level up to level 10 and they're like so so what's like the story who am i like what do i I don't understand well, who I am in this story. That, I'm like, well, yeah. the, the level 10 story, I guess we'll explain it to you, but you're going to level to 10 first to figure it out. Whereas like before, yeah. you could just, uh, you were like immediately in the story and it was already careening you along without you having to... Just, it's like, almost like a survival game when you first get into Guild Wars 2. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> but it is, yeah, it's yeah. still fun. Like it's still... I'm torn between that because I, I kind of do like the idea of jumping into a fate, like an MRPG and having... And not being complete and being a little bit oblivious because I think Guild also gives you a really, really good and wicked. Like, it's easily got one of the best intros to your character before you start playing. I mean, the story before is cool, and it makes. But I wish that had a little bit more to do with yeah. your story. Like, I'm talking about just the cutscene, really. Um, but then, but then there is a, there is that gap, like you say. You jump into the world and maybe a dynamic event comes up, the first little tutorial boss. I like that. That's cool. But there needs to be a link from there. And then there should be story right then yeah. when you get into the world. That's when the story should happen. And then even if then it's like 10, but not every 10 levels, because, you know, as in any MMORPG, it's easy to level up at the beginning. You can get 10 levels in a day in most MMORPGs, but you can't get 10 levels from 7 to 80 in a day. I mean, you can, depending if you know the game, but otherwise it's pretty difficult. Make that time comparative, like how long it takes you to get to level 10, then have those levels afterwards for like 10 to 15 or whatever. Like make it less, at least, at the very least, that's something they should probably do. They need to have that first story when you get into the first map, boom, let's go. Give me that yeah. story. Uh, and I, told, I like that it lets you tailor your own difficulty. Like, you get to 
try and hit those higher level quests when you're underleveled and you get you get to have a feel for like how difficult Guild Wars 2 can be as opposed to now where you just kind of like you hit the level the required level for the story mission and you absolutely destroy it because you can't <laughs> do it underleveled and I, I love being able to just sort of like have that difficulty modifier that isn't actually a difficulty modifier like just being able to mm do it yourself and just sort of like intuitively tailor that difficulty i think is good um yeah in, in terms of other changes i have two ideas but one of them is a little little side it's like when you level <laughs> up you get that like level up chest yeah. and if you happen to level boost yourself you have to click through 80 tabs yes. <laughs> i oh would love God. to see i've I would still love to got see chests maybe... there and that little flipping diamond on the right side in pvp <laughs> i'm just always info. looking to it if that changed, that could be interesting. But another idea that uh, they were marketing the game around when like, they were doing press for demos and alphas were, was that you could actually upscale your level to different zones. So you didn't have to wait to hit level 80 so to, till you went to ore. Or <laughs> you didn't, yeah, ESO. <laughs> Essentially what ESO does. And I think that that could be something that would be interesting to test out yes to see if people who like are coming with their friends and they got that and they're like oh you can come and join me in heart of thorns and they're like oh let's go to heart of thorns and you level up in heart of thorns and you're like oh i got a quest i have a story quest to go back to queensdale like it could be interesting to see i mean i i think that's perfect too with end of dragons having the probably the best like new player tutorial to combat that we have in the game yeah and if they're not going to build a new one for the vanilla game i think somehow allowing brand new players to start in end of dragons like and get that tutorial um before they hit level 80 is yeah. really good <laughs> you know because it's weird so many times. Right. i know <laughs> like, i know yes, it's like please, please do it. conversation it's so that's good, like though. their best tutorial and um if it's not in like the core game and i think letting people just jump straight into that would be awesome um totally yeah. I think they desperately need to put that in the base game. I yes. think like each of the base major game, cities yes. should have something like they should have a reskinned identical training area yep. and there should be some like even if they wanted to put it in that first 10 man gap or like add some little tiny bonus dialogue that doesn't even ha well it will be voiced because it's guild wars 2 but add like some little tiny line of dialogue after you do that's like wow you did so well you're a hero in the making you should go out into the world and hone your skills and also train in this arena and then you go to the arena and you get there and it's like oh i see a young hero and you like do your stuff or whatever and they're like go an adventure yeah. and then you can you know and then you continue at like level 10 you know like yeah it's it's yes i think the balance needs to be different i do agree jeb that like the opening opening cutscene with like the uh, like beautiful it's artwork, the artwork stuff, yeah, <laughs> it's the yeah. like that one is about. lovely but i do agree that i don't actually think because i was just actually recently replaying these like opening story beats and uh, on a couple different characters and the really unfortunate thing is you will not have any understanding whatsoever about the actual like scale scope and artistry of the narrative as it becomes from these like everything yeah. from those opening like the opening instances it doesn't even really represent content that well it doesn't give you a huge huge sense of who you are as a unique and valuable and interesting individual in the world um also a lot of the character designs are just awful like can i be real with everybody <laughs> i was recently doing the human like the regular human one and like your uh... best your best friend who's the girl that works at the bar has like 
pigtails and is a grown woman and is wearing a mini skirt and like I'm like <laughs> like there is nothing wrong with having pigtails and being a grown woman and wearing a mini skirt but it's like there were obviously some pretty outdated designs especially for female characters like at this era in the game in this fantasy world like I'll I'll be honest it kind of comes across as like tacky in a in a way that the rest of the game really doesn't end up being like the world is vibrant and wonderful and the lore is mm. rich and deep but like these changes that they're doing are going to be really valuable and need to be done and like obviously it doesn't sound like they're going to be completely overhauling all of the narrative or the cinematics or things like that but i do hope that at some point they consider a little bit of polishing some of that up because where we are and where we even got with heart of thorns and where the storytelling of this game got is phenomenal like there's some really fantastic moments there's some really incredible story but like you don't get that impression when you hop in and then you do that initial quest and then you're like what and suddenly you're out <laughs> in the world and you're like i have 10 levels for until another story quest and i yeah. don't even care about any of the things that i just saw because i don't yeah. even know what's happening <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm glad yeah. you said that because i felt bad that i never did <laughs> i was like yeah. why am i in this bar right now yeah i like ted yeah you are in the bar cool. because supposedly that is a place that you grew up in and like you have grown up there they are like family oh. to you like the the young yeah, woman gosh. the young woman that's there with you is like somebody that you grew up with as a sister like they took you in oh, i believe after yeah, your own yeah. parents died and like but you don't get that sense from any of the storytelling the narrative beats compare that to something like june as a character or my trin as a character and it's like the discrepancy is massive and our writing team is really good but 10 years of development is a massive amount of time for a game and like the era that this game initially came out in expectations and expression of story in an mmo it was very different the way it was handled was different the capabilities and understanding of how you could do that and the expectations of a community was all different so like i just hope that players will get more of a glimpse of this overall i'm super 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 excited about the new player changes this is such an important thing to be doing at this crossroads for the game and right before steam release I'm just, I hope, yeah, we get to see what's happening with this and how they're going to implement it. And uh, I'm just like, I'm worried yeah. a little bit about the blind testing, as it were. And and I just, um, I don't like yeah, it. I, I, I hope we see some response and some other things with it. I hope they just There's do what you clarity. said. Yes, clarity. Like, yeah. have, a, have a post about, and an in-game, like, mail that's like, here are five changes that we're testing opt yeah. in now and you can just supply those to your character yeah like dx11 yeah. you know opt in i mean yeah. you you had to opt in you had to find that but i think yeah. your recommendation of a of a beta character slot would be i would love to do that i would love to yeah. test it out and give feedback i, that trend. I want to try it out i want to try it out with my friends yeah. i want to I see how it is it would be cool you know? but i think it's we aren't that we aren't the projected i mean we could be like yeah, yeah. this is more fun yeah. but in terms of player retention we're retented. Yeah, we're retented. <laughs> we are retented. Yeah. We are yeah. there. We are playing the game, and like you can only get that that feedback from brand new players yeah. that never touched it. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. The one good thing would be that at least if veteran players were able to try it, they would have an idea of what the changes are, so that if yeah, other sure. like if, like you were saying, Bloom, like if your friend messages you or something and is yeah. like, 
hey, I want to try the game. And you're like, oh, hey, actually, they are just testing this thing right now. So like, there's a chance you might get these five things that are different. And I guess that maybe gives them an anticipation of what to expect that can make them biased. But at the again, it's like, I just don't agree mm. with the non the uninformed consent element of exactly, just yeah. Because yes. <laughs> yeah, it is that, isn't it? It's like that consent. Yeah. That's what Rude said earlier. It's very, yeah. consent is important. This is very true. It, right. it, yeah, on. I mean, it, yeah before we move on to the next topic um so yeah i would love the tutorial thing from end of dragons to be straight up in that first instance before you have to walk out in the world and do combat i would love if the actual story instance that you spawn in in gives you that tutorial and you have to do it that would be great um other thing is i would love dungeons to be implemented into the story steps and required yes. to do this? It might difficult. be a spicy take, but I feel like spicy. they should be required. It's... And like they're mm. quite, they're pretty hard. Granted, they're like really hard for new players, and this is a result of like all of uh, this is as a result of a lot of the 2014 changes with like skills yeah. and how you get yeah. traits. And it's counterintuitive sort of to what the game is represented as a product now. Like dungeons aren't representative mm. of what the game is now, unfortunately. Even if I love right. them to bits, I, I really do because the, the style right. drew is great and I think they're challenging and I actually think if yeah. they redid, they actually had challenge mode dungeons, that would be like so cool. But yeah. they need to, if they it's like in Final Fantasy fourteen, it works because they're still relevant. They actually like they're they've had the same theme the whole way through. Trinity, boom, easy peasy. Yep. Like and it's like ESO has some dungeons which you need to do as well for story, or you have to at least jump into them for a little second. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think I would. I think it would be cool, but I just don't. Yeah, it's not really. I actually do think it would be beneficial. Because when people play MMOs, you're typically into that mindset of group content. Or at least there are many people who are looking for dungeons or some semblance of it's conquering the, bosses. It's the with norm, people. right? Yeah. It, it's, it's the, the norm. norm. So I, I, well, it was I the still norm. think of when you're playing an MMO, that sense of dungeon, uh, yeah. having access to a dungeon crawl system or, that yeah. you can do. And I think it would be beneficial to maybe, you know, slightly nerf the, the encounters yeah. a, a little bit and or <laughs> totally. allow you if it is required for the personal story mm-hmm. someone had mentioned like there's a lot of scaling technology with like dragon response missions and other areas yeah, of the game okay. where you can basically go into this instance with two people and it'll scale with that number of, of players yeah um so would, there are um, a couple things yeah. that they could uh, th- i don't know how much work it would be if it would mm. be something that they think is worthy of going down if not dungeons, I would love to see like some strike missions implemented. Yes. Like maybe they, they take that. a boss, they take a boss from the dungeon, each dungeon, and make that a strike mission. And yes. you, mm. you go in with ten people and you you do it. That's and it's what yeah, we need to do. I, we have, have a story a... mode and explorable mode for each dungeon, yeah. and so story mode could just make be it fight. story. Just, yeah, yep. story mode have it. Easy. You can do it with one person, go through it, and then yep. you can have the strike mission available to you. Yeah, I think if strikes. Are. Like, if strikes are the thing they're going to really just be developing, which it seems like it is, yeah. then having that would be great. If they are planning on keeping up with fractals, which, boy, how do I truly hope they do beyond all comprehension? Yes, please. Yes. <laughs> um, oh, this might be an incredibly hot take that I think most of the community would not agree with me on. But, like, if they were, I would rather see at least the story mode versions of those be reworked into what would be identifiable as a fractal and like 
standing there at the door. Maybe Kruf, like you were saying, like adding something in for scaling, like the drag. I don't know, or because um, again, we have this problem of not having a coordinated duty finder or like An LFG would be great. LFG or Q, oh, yeah, right? Let's do that. LFG podcast because, right now. Well, yeah. because this is one of the big problems that new players face. Many new players don't feel empowered or understand how to make groups. Like, yeah. or how, much, how, how to get to the LFG How tab. to even get sure. to the LFG to see. And if yeah. you, like, present something to them, like, in 14, you unlock a new dungeon. Dungeons in 14 are most comparable to fractals in Guild Wars 2, like, with the scale, size, amount of bosses, yeah. etc., right? So you unlock your first dungeon, and then it says, like, Sastasha unlocked, and then it goes, use the duty finder to find a queue to go in for your dungeon and then it like you know shows you the little thing and you click on it like yeah. you they could do a screen like if they reworked it they used the same assets they scaled it down they even had like similar bosses like it doesn't i mean this is still work and i know it's a lot more work than it seems but if they made it something that was recognizably a fractal and then even there at the thing said like get a group in looking for group or if we had an actual duty finder where you could just queue in and you could still be working on other stuff or whatever you know like that would be even better but like um i think the thing is is that you need to create a throughput of continuity in your game as to what content players can expect a sampling especially an early game of generally the formats of content that you have that they can enjoy and like even 14, because they just hit their 10 year marker, they literally mm. had to go back this patch and completely redesign some old content. They completely overhauled some old dungeons that were like these weird sore thumbs that had like weird stories. Like they were they were cool, but like again, Ooh. they did not fall in line with any of the other content and they actually refurbished them really well. There's one dungeon they refurbished. I don't think they did such a good job on, but the rest really what, good. Is that base game or is that like six mansions? Base game. Oh, base damn it. game awesome. dungeon content that they reworked. Um <laughs> to make it fall more in line with all the rest of the stuff. Now, granted, Square mm. Enix has probably triple the amount of money they have a sub fee and a lot of players maybe 10 times as much and a far larger team so arena net has to be more strategic in how they do this but i mean we've even seen them with living season one putting a strike in i mean there's other stuff the problem is is that players that play this core game they truly are not having an experience that is anything like what they're going to have later down the road you know yeah. Yeah, totally. I I think um I think the dungeons as well, like the story mode dungeons, a lot of them are more like a fractal than some of the fractals are. Like the yeah. the Jade Moore fractal is like nothing. Like nothing compared <laughs> to what some of the other fractals are. Like a lot of those old fractals are uh, yeah, they are less of a fractal. Like I think the Ascalonian catacombs is closer to Sunqua Peak. Than the Jade Moore fractal is. It's got a narrative. Yeah, like, it's got a narrative. It's, it's, got, and it's got a, a moment through, in time. Yeah. It's got a few bosses. Sunqua Peep is more of a order. traditional dungeon. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely yeah, and I feel more like, traditional dungeon. As you were saying, like, as you were saying, uh, Rook, like the they don't have the budget to create like brand new content, but they can totally repurpose this old stuff. Um, I think. Um it already exists in the game and it I think it works fine as well. And I think introducing people to the actual fractal system early on is really good um yeah and then we then we'd have less of these like random separate modes we'd have just fractals and raids and strikes and that's fractals kind of ideally you strikes. know what i want 
Yes. Unless they it's make a fractal of each be. dungeon. <laughs> you never know. Make a fractal of each dungeon. You don't even have to explore them, though. You just need to do this just story, story mission. Mode. Yeah. It's already a fractal, basically. You just... Just make yeah, quite long. Link it to the they thing. are a little bit longer, honestly. But like, they I are a little longer. But for leveling, it would make sense because yeah. you're getting the narrative. Okay. And actually, the story in the dungeons do provide context to Destiny's Edge, which is a yes. big player in the personal story. And you miss all it's of that true. if you don't do it. <laughs> I mean, that's yeah. the thing. I mean, I I agree. I would. I do agree with you. It's more my belief that I don't think it's something they would do. No, I don't. That's the sad thing. It's like, <clears throat> these are like very much open wounds to the game. I love Dungeons so much. They're beautiful. Well, we also, I mean, not so long ago, were lamenting about living season one and yeah, saying, this like, I don't think they'll ever. <laughs> and that was like fully, yeah. the content was gone. Yeah, this is content that's yeah. actually Living here. World season one being missing is uh, the uh, is such a huge issue <laughs> compared yeah. to Dungeons. Topics. And they, they are fixing it. Because I would rather yeah. retain players from the 180 experience than entertain the people who got to 80. Well, yeah. it was like, I agree. You know what I mean? Definitely. It's like a I'd much rather problem. keep people the, in early. The season one is early experience. No, early it's not. Game. That's yeah. that's that's yeah, no. To a new player, you have to level all the way through. Yeah, and but get if, to the end point. But now in in MMORPGs, like I would argue that the the new player experience is one to eight. Sure, but like the no, most people are playing MMOs, especially experienced people are playing MMOs to get to 80, and that's when the game starts for most people. Yeah, but if the way you have to get to 80 is not a pleasant one or doesn't hit that itch of what you understand an MMO to be, I mean, people play... What is the main thing that people say about Final Fantasy XIV if you're a new player? Get through the story and get to endgame. That's when it becomes good. That's like the stereotypical response. I do also think... (laughs) Well, okay, but here's the thing. I also think personally, though, as somebody who plays both games, Mm. the disparity in features and quality from core game 14 to end game 14 is less than in Guild Wars 2. Like, Mm, the... This is, and again, I, like, obviously I played the game and I love it. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I, like, I love Guild Wars 2. But, like, if you compare what we got in End of Dragons to, like, the storytelling, fight designs, even map designs, options mm-hmm. of content, movement, everything, like, in the core game, it's, it is, like, a massive difference. It is a massive difference. And there's a lot to love about the core game, even going into mm. all the different variable branches. They did a lot of things really well and really interestingly, and in a oh, way definitely. that many MMOs weren't in the core game in Guild Wars 2. <laughs> but, I mean, Kruv, I agree with you in that I think if we're looking at, like, the importance of both of those things, I do think that the 1 to 80 experience and Living Season 1 are both incredibly high priorities. Yeah. I understand why they probably went for living season one first because i do think that like jeb like you were saying there is sort of a mindset that i think if you are an mmo player not everybody will do this many players will just peace out if something doesn't grab them within a half an hour oh, yeah. right no, player but, retention is important as yeah. well we talked about but, numbers yeah I do think there is something to be said about like, oh, okay, well, it's the old, it's the base game. All right, I'm going to push through 1 to 80. There was some cool stuff. I like this character. I like this order. I liked kind of the world. It was fun to explore. And then you get like to the point where you're like, all right, what's the next step of the story? It probably gets good now. And then you're like, 
there's not story here to play yeah and then you go to the next season and there's like 50 characters who's like hey so great those adventures that <laughs> yeah that's the biggest that, problem that's why it's, the nail. it's yeah. good but it makes no sense <laughs> the nail in the coffin i think yeah. if people have been hanging in there and then suddenly there's this huge gap so yeah. getting the story can like one continuous thing one whole playable story that is crucial afterwards like they are addressing some of the things that definitely need to be addressed and i can't wait to see the full extent of that because i have a lot of hope that they all realize these are problems too like obviously they work on this they know better than anybody but i would love to see them push it as far as they can and i would love to see them just like blow away our expectations like they have so much recently because i'm like this game deserves to be played it deserves to be seen it has so much to offer like Mm -hmm. It's just getting people through the door. <laughs> like you have to get them through it. Okay. Yeah, and I, I, th- I mean, I think those dungeons as well. Just real quick, like the the um, you already have that gap in the core story where you get to the last story instance, and then uh, like Logan and Ritlock and everyone shows up. And you're like, oh, who are you? I, I don't know who you are. <laughs> if you've never done the dungeons, I like. Admittedly, I've never even done a Ra. I've been playing this game since Heart of Thorns. I've literally never done a Ra because um. I have no use for it, and I feel like there is no use for it. There's, there's a whole cool system <laughs> as well, isn't there, where you where you can't even enter a ra unless your that waypoint around the dungeon is yeah. not tested. You have to like. I think that's such a cool system that I have yeah. never interacted with, and so and same as other that new was players, they probably won't interact with that. Right, Endgame right, Core but, Guild Wars 2 um, was, was some of the best Guild Wars 2. I will never forget that game. Like, yeah. Endgame yeah, Guild Wars cool. 2 was all about that dungeon. It was all about dungeons because you had to get the marks to get the gear, and all your gear that you yep. got was from dungeons. And then you also had temples. And the temples across the different ore regions basically gave you different sets of gear, like more supportive kind of varied stats, more condi stats, more power stats... Um, which really were the only and more tanky stats. Um, which and then you could get ru- yeah runes as well. Um, but that was like honestly, it was so good. And like you would just do events. It was like open world with the end game as well as dungeons. And world v world was definitely felt to be more like end game, and it was more of that PvP focus. But like it is, it was a great thing, honestly. Like having a story mode and then explorable modes was literally like the answer to probably what should have been done in Raids and Strikes. And they already did it. <laughs> that was the funniest thing about it. They already did it. And it was like they sometimes implement stuff which is so fantastic and awesome. And you're like, why isn't this here? And then, <laughs> and then, and then you're like, okay, maybe, I don't know, production time. I feel like a lot is a lot to do that but anyway i would just i would adore it if they reworked these dungeons like we were saying them or 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 like you know gave something where like the story led you there you got the extra narrative they recontextualized them in some ways that they were runnable or more recognizable as the formats of content that we see later but like even if um like for the ones that are a little bit more out of the way if they made it like a part of your exploration on that map right like if one of the spyglass npcs even told you like we've heard about like some ghosts over here or something (laughs) and then like and then you go over there and you discover it and the Mm. thing is is there are gorgeous gear sets from all those dungeons that i genuinely love can you imagine how much more of a positive player experience it would be as a new player if like you run the fractal like you're like oh here i am and here's the fractal and then like from the chest at the end there's a chance that that armor drops or like you get a piece or something like 
putting it in in such a way that again players can see like the range of beautiful things feel like their character gets cool stuff they get the story they understand the content like it's a win 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 reuse that stuff i mean jab i literally didn't even know until you literally just said that going around to the different temples in or gives <laughs> you unique gear yeah. i didn't know that because like when i came into the game it was path of fire and guess so what you I bought it with rook you bought it with karma. Yes, karma. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You um, bought it with karma and got yeah, I, I didn't know that because the way that I engaged with those maps was different than people who were farming them as endgame content, yeah. right? So I ran through and there wasn't really much there that like prompted me to explore. Um it's there wasn't so good. You know, like, the regions I mean, are wicked. Zone. I love ore. It's yeah. it's maybe one of my favorite designs in the game because I think the aesthetic is so fantastic. Um but like, yeah, like even if they just put little things like that in, um, I think it would help lead people around and make them, you know, like, oh, look at this cool thing I got, you know? <laughs> yes, yes, oh, you've nailed it. Like that is exactly like, I've always thought that those dungeon sets should be skin sets that drop from the dungeons because I think a lot of new players, including me when I was doing it, had a real problem where leveling it up, you like, you wouldn't get cool skins or transmog. You wouldn't, you, got, you yeah. didn't get to play around with fashion that much. Whereas those those dungeons have cool sets and like yeah. nobody at level eighty like they are level eighty set. The only way you can buy you them didn't is have dungeon sets either. And, like you didn't sorry right. you didn't have wardrobe um, wardrobe either. So True. you couldn't yeah. transmute. So if you saw someone who was in Sidor Flame specific armor, you'd be like, that's a DPS player. You would yeah, be like, like no, that's not. I'm not saying to go back to that system, but that's how old school yeah. I was. And it was just, it was actually pretty cool. But like everyone was in Citadel or Flame Armor because it just had fire. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, so like, nobody, nobody's really farming those dungeons now <laughs> at level 80 to get those level 80 sets. No one wants the stats. Well, you from can those get it sets. from PvP and World like, World. That's why as well. Yeah, yeah, easier. exactly. So just, oh, I would love if they were the skin, if they were skin drop from the dungeons. That would, and it would bring a sense of familiarity to people that yeah. are from. Final Fantasy fourteen and WoW, where they do the dungeon and they get cool skins from it. And it would make you look forward to the next dungeon because they're like, oh, I wonder what weapon... They all have unique weapon sets as well, don't they? I feel like they have weapon skin yeah. sets as well for each of them. And like, the Axelon Catacombs one glow yeah, when it's nighttime. They glow at night. It's crazy. They have some yeah. really cool that skins and cool. you can't get them as a new player. You have to get them at level 80. Wild. <laughs> and oh, like at that That's point, strange. nobody's even run... Like, you know what I mean? Like... I realized years later, I was like, oh, there's really cool stuff. And I wanted to get some of the pieces for like one of my, one of my characters. And I had to like go and try to bribe people to run with me. <laughs> I was like, yeah. Hey, oh God, do you want to run? Do you want to run this dungeon for like two hours with Literally. me just over and over? <laughs> That's what it was like Literally. back in the day, Rick. That's what we had to do. Well, I remember doing CM. Was it- that was then and this is now. Thingy, thingy Manor for because in world v world you needed monks i think monks runes were are from cm which is thingy um mana yes they are yeah so you'd yep. have to go through and run that a ton of time so you could salvage the to gear that too. to like get the rune and it was like it was such yeah. a long and you still have to do that actually true yeah. um but like <laughs> you legitimately still have to do that it's so nice absolutely mind-boggling that you still have to do that <laughs> for one of the best runes in the game for a support you still have to play <laughs> it's just like well you don't you can play pvp like i said you can actually just like go through the reward track and just like with the potions bam 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 get the you tokens know how long that would take for six <laughs> I mean, if you pvp as much as i do PvP. it's yeah. like it 
doesn't take that long um but like it's just that's what i did recently to get more monk runes i was like i can't be asked to keep changing around just gonna use all my potions <laughs> like anyway we do have to move on because i realized yeah, that even though i thought we would be going short and over time this <laughs> podcast is going to be one of the longer ones um <laughs> This blog post was actually a lot. It I, was. Yes. I, thought it was. Yes. I thought it was like nothing when I first read it. I was like, okay. Remember yeah, where you are. <laughs> There's three other people who are like also Guild Wars 2 fans and you're all talking and you're all for like, This is why this podcast is ridiculous um, and awesome at the same time. Where, which one do we read? New player. Okay. We're on Studio, Studio Break. Break. Go on then. Yeah. Talk about this for an hour. Studio break. In last month's update, we stated that the health and well-being of our employees is a top priority for the studio. As exhilarating and fulfilling as it is to ship an expansion, it can also be stressful at times and comes to at the tail end of two years of fast-paced development. And since then, the team has been working diligently to address bugs and feedback from the Guild Wars 2 and of Dragon's launch. It's time for a breather. <sighs> The studio is taking this week off to recharge our batteries before we get fully re, uh, fully ramped up on our new projects and initiatives. In fact, many of us might be outside touching grass and enjoying the sunshine at this very moment. We'll be back <laughs> Don't to rush it, it. Uh, on April 18th. So we'll be back on April 18th. Oh, wait. Just the decided to not just continue. So. Yeah, you, the emergency is over. Yeah. <laughs> April 18th, the living world's update by the way and yeah. the cm strikes so and legendary weapon variants <gasps> ah! CM, i always i keep bringing about the cm oh my god like two days away that's crazy we <laughs> all need to do the challenge mode yes. please yes i've yes. done strikes once yes. <laughs> oh, it's gonna be so good well i can yeah. I, there is a there is gonna be a time where i get us to play through i think playing through strikes like getting light bringers of old coming back and like having 10 content creators i don't know how easy that's gonna be to get 10 content creators together, but it could be fun i would love to yeah. get it so there's cameras of everyone i don't think you can oh have more than four people crew. In crew, it's very distracting when you play with your brass nipples while <laughs> podcast. can you please wow. Cover your nipples. put them away I, I like i need to touch something as soon as you turn 21 you just completely went off the rails yeah 21, it was 21 that yeah. decided to let my yeah. rails go well, yep. never before have we seen your nipples on the show so. <laughs> <laughs> they're always erect there's a first for everything find out what next proof reveals in the next light for uh. podcast <laughs> I just Nikki wasn't is. expecting Jeffro. I was like in my head. It's like Jeffro is barely putting up with us today. I can't believe that I said nipples again and brought it up. He's really gonna fire me. <laughs> Show him my nipples. I do it best. Subscribe to my OnlyFans. You'll have a treat. You know, with coat nipples. <laughs> <laughs> The poor audio listeners right now. So they're going to be like, what? Oh, they'll come and subscribe on YouTube so they can come and watch exactly what the hell is going on. Actually, maybe I should put this as like a subscriber VOD every week on Twitch. Yeah. <laughs> be like, and then just don't upload it to YouTube. I don't know. Maybe that's something we should do. It's becoming that spicy. I might have to. Um, <laughs> okay. Let's take a little breather there. Just like the studio. Yeah, it's good. 
That is good. Some grass. Self-care. One well, actually, I really like this segment of the, the blog post. I was really happy to hear that. Yeah. They're doing it just boom, like that. I mean, maybe they planned it, but like, you know, they've got a massive ex- they've got a massive launch next week. That means they're ahead of their schedule as well, because otherwise they'd have people just working their asses off. And like, which they wouldn't do, hopefully as well. And they've said they won't, they won't do that. So yeah, cool. Good stuff. Have a break. There was a picture of uh, Josh Davis, game director now, um, which yeah. is amazing. Touching grass on Twitter, which was very funny. Um, they it deserve was... it. Oh, yeah, this team, they, they pour so much into this game. They work so hard as individuals, like some just some of the best people I, I really firmly believe in in game design right now. Just wonderful developers. So like take the time i mean everybody else that makes the studio happen too not just the actual developers like take the time relax you did an incredible thing end of dragons was phenomenal we can't wait to see what's coming up next week i mean i'm shocked that we're getting stuff this early like next week i mean we're only a bit over a month out from end of dragons and we've got a whole like piece of content we got a a living world episode i've never done season one ever so i'm very excited for this this is gonna be this brand new content for me and um yeah, with the strike challenge mode and the like legendary weapon evolutions. Oh, is this it it. episode one? Is it episode one? It's episode, episode one. one. It's episode one. It's, you never played it, Bloom. That's cool. Never. Actually, I don't no, think Rookie ever did. No. Did Creep? Yeah. I played like, um, I played the beginning of season one. I left the middle and then I came back at the end. So I know what the early <laughs> stuff is. Oh, damn, that's cool. I'm looking forward to next week's show. Play episode one before. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Or play oh, it during boy. the show. Actually, yes. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, those episodes weren't that long. So. Or we do challenge mode. Yeah, strike CM. Yes. Strike CM sound good. Ooh, I'm you very wanna... interested to see what the rewards are like for strike CM. Wait, I you want to they... do a Lightbringer strike CM next week? I would not say no to that. Next week, though. I, w- I would like to do the story first, and we can play afterwards if people want to play. Oh, maybe this is a discussion for later. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Scary. I just, the story is uh, the episode one of season one of Guild Wars 2, Living World, is a big deal. Like, I want to give that a show. Uh, it's going to be yeah. a show just for that. <laughs> well, I love, I, I love that Jeb's like, you know, living season one, episode one is a huge deal, and we have to do a whole show for it. Meanwhile, End of Dragons, the most recent expansion, is like, Jebra, we still haven't talked about the real We haven't talked about the story of the strike missions, J Bots. Has there not been a light bringer on the strike missions yet? I thought no. there were. Maybe I missed we it. Did, wow. We oh. did. Me and Griff. <laughs> Me and Chris played it with Lightbringers Guild members. This isn't Lightbringers, no. But not like <laughs> You haven't talked it? about it, right? You haven't talked about. Like, no, we still. I'm still forward. trying to get through the actual. Like, so what we were doing was was like a map each a map each episode yeah. with a feature. So we did like skiffs and Kainang and stuff, and then yep. the blog post came up today was going to be Echo World Wilds and Jade Bot. That's yep, not let's get into it. You might have to do a double feature, honestly. You might have to do Echo Val and Dragon's End. Yeah, I yeah. know oh, they're going to be their own. 
No. Yeah. Well, I mean, we haven't actually talked. Well, the thing is, there isn't much else to the map, so we might yeah. not need to do. I think I don't yeah, know. Yeah, we whatever. talked about Suwan like, really, yeah. really on every single episode. We've talked about Dragons End. <laughs> <laughs> like it's come up in one way, shape, or form. So yeah. it's probably done. Um, but we'll next next week will be yeah. So we're still not going to be talking about Dragons End. Uh, um, in the Dragons. But, yeah. Echovold, maybe it just depends how long we're talking about. Scarlet and stuff because the first yeah. episode, yeah. like the beginning of season one, wasn't that great. Big deal. Um, <laughs> it was a big deal, but it wasn't. It wasn't amazing. People didn't have a great time with it. Um, and well, actually, no, that was pre. Well, the episode one isn't necessarily going to be the episode one that was in season one. Yeah, because it's shortened, isn't it? It's five. And I can't remember yeah. how well, many yeah, was it. But they are also reworking it and they have the 10 year story arc in mind, right? Yeah, so yeah. they said in some of the previous stuff that there will be things that were not in that original story. Like there, we will see scenes out, yeah. and dialogue and things. Yeah. Probably some of the events which people didn't like, like gathering random signs and stuff, which was really weird. And that was, I think that was just pre leading up to it. Actually, it was, that was when they started to bring in skins that you could earn during events. Because there was a backpack skin which had fire coming out of the back of it, I think. I can't. It was like the really engineer thing, which I got in the end. Do you remember if Creep's not in there? Sorry, yeah. you're getting it. It was cool. Um, are these rewards that aren't accessible in the game anymore? And are you can get them in the game. All the of the rewards from like okay. the old stuff. So if you've ever seen people with the halo around their head or yeah. the horns, those were rewards from season one that you could farm for. And there was a vendor, and it was in and around. There was it's one in the base maps. I can't remember which one it was, but it was. I think Scarlet was invading one of the camps in one of the base maps, and you could farm for really cool looking, just random things. Like they were tonics, I think. Oh no, actually, maybe. Oh yeah, it was a tonic you just put on. So before this was before wardrobe changes, so they would they would just give you tonics to change your look for something like town clothes or. Um, yeah. Also the halo and the devil horns and yeah, the Morton jetpack. Yes. Yep. Perfect. And you can get that with statuettes. Now you just get the statuettes. It's like spinal blades back in the day, even though you, you can still make spinal blades, which is the ascended armor stuff. And um, they started to ramp up with it. Oh man. All gold guild wars two histories just flowing back. <laughs> it was so good. It was so good. I miss it. We still need someone to read the end of transmission. Oh crap. Well, I mean, yeah, last little bit. The end, period. Do you want to read it, Bloom? <laughs> sure. Okay. Read yeah, it. Yeah, totally. All right. End of transmission. That's all for this edition. If you haven't done so yet, please check out the Future of Guild Wars 2 blog post from last month. It contains a lot of juicy details about our long-term plan for Guild Wars 2 and includes a roadmap of what's to come over the next three months. Speaking of coming soon, don't forget to catch the first returning episode of Living World Season 1, Flame and Frost, next Tuesday. The, the April 19th release will also include the Etherblade Hideout Strike Mission Challenge Mode. As Damn. always, thank you for being part of the Guild Wars 2 community. We'll see you in the game. Josh, Amy, and the Guild Wars 2 team. We gotta have... Spicy. We have to have Bloom back again. When you held your... <laughs> You held your own reading that while crew didn't say I'm oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I had to stand up. Don't crack my up feet. The <laughs> my legs. I had to stand up. Uh, I was yeah. going to say, I can't even do that. I've been doing this for a while. <laughs> it's, it's, it's true. It's true.
Well, Bloom's definitely gone. I don't think Bloom's got a, a choice anymore. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. No I'm choice. happy to be back whenever. <laughs> Just let me know. I'm always keen for We will it. send you the NDA and the contract via mail. <laughs> yeah, yeah Ru- Crew's got yeah. 10 copies of that because they've broken it so yeah. much. <laughs> you have to keep updating it. I never get charged. Yeah. Just update it. <laughs> Yeah, right. Just gets updated. <laughs> yeah, Groove is the outlier like test subject for yeah. the NDA. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh my gosh! I mean, you already like, you get your nipples out today. That's another one. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Another strike. Yeah. Well, it's another like NDA. It's another NDA adjustment. <laughs> maybe 10 pages increased just yeah from that there's like action. an addendum and it's like a giant like it's like one piece <laughs> it's like, it's so thick. oh my god oh dear okay well that's coming back on uh next week okay so that was 2013 that's almost 10 years ago so it'll be interesting to see yeah. what that's like uh i am very excited um Am I going to be? I can't take the day off, unfortunately. But I will. Maybe I'll just stream it. I don't know. We'll see. Um, but that's really, really, really exciting. Good times. Um, yeah, they're taking time off as well. That's always good. Replenish, doing the things. Hoping they get to do that a couple times a year. Other than that, holidays. Also, it is Easter, so like Friday, there's some probably question. Like probably people just take time around then off. Like if it doesn't affect PTO, that's even awesome. More awesome indeed. Yes, do it, do it, do it. Give your staff more time off. Make them happy so they make good shit. Damn it! I almost went for a whole podcast in those words. <laughs> you oh, well. it. You just got to strike too. Yeah, yeah. strike myself. Have to resign another NDA. Yeah, Damn. myself. I give myself an NDA. Thank you very much. Yeah. Um, okay, I think we're going to be done. Any, so, anyone yeah. want to add anything else to the four-hour podcast we just had? <laughs> so I thought Echo Valve Wild was a pretty good match. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, I'm, getting, I'm, getting, I'm getting into it. <laughs> it's okay. Oh, my God. And also, that Jade bot is just so cute. Let's talk about it. Yeah, I mean, let's talk about that. Let's talk about the Jade bot, all right? So, Rook hungry. Rook, what? Go make dinner. The blood sugar is low. I was going to say, for you, it's like 6 20. I haven't actually eaten today. I just realized. Oh, no, wait. I I have this granola bar. It's and like 30 30 you know what I've had? Water. Oh, oh yeah, water. that's true. Like, it's Bloom's yeah. breakfast. Yeah. Like, well, let's carry on. It's only the start of the day for Bloom. It's exactly. I've got all day. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm going to yell at my brother after this. My blood sugar is so low. <laughs> you going to do what? My blood sugar. <laughs> when you have low blood sugar, I'm going to go into the kitchen and be like, fine. <laughs> oh, so okay. You should get snacks for the show. That's what you need to do. Just level yourself up. Well, yeah, be I'll get NBA. a whole bunch of chips and a loud <laughs> into the microphone. ASMR I... saying, Ubu. Hey. Ubu. <laughs> Everyone, thank you so much for watching this episode of uh, The Lightbringers Podcast. Season 2, Episode 5. Uh, a blog post. Uh, it's going to be easy for the title, at least. It's not going to be long. <laughs> the blog yeah. post. The in capital letters of the or th- however you say th is because i don't know because i'm from london 
Um, we've had some awesome guests. They're going to do a little bit of a talk about themselves for a moment, sell themselves, and also no additional thing because people want to eat. So what are they going to go eat is the thing they could maybe say, breakfast for Bloom, dinner for <laughs> Rook, and Cruz having a birthday food celebration. I don't know. But, um, yeah. <laughs> Bloom, tell us about yourself, all the things. Yep, uh, you can find me as Bloom on YouTube and Twitter. I make Guild Wars stuff. Feel free to check it out. I've got more coming on the way. And um, yes, for breakfast, I will be having banana bread, probably. That sounds delicious. Yes. <laughs> can you please ship me some? Yes, totally. I don't know Thank if it'll so hold much. throughout the whole <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I put worse things in my mouth. It's okay. <laughs> oh, no. I'm at the strike. <laughs> I'm talking about the floor bread people. Get your head out of the gutter. Wow. Right, right, I'm, right. It's, it's in the gutter. I have to put my head into the gutter for this podcast. So, because I, my head is never in the gutter at all. Um, Kroof, talking about gutters. Let's get a review. <laughs> Hi, I'm Kroof. You can find me basically everywhere on the internet. Kroof. Um. <laughs> Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Now, there's slippers and Walmart. Shoulder pads yeah. and dicks. <laughs> yeah. I uh, do a lot of YouTube stuff. I have some more videos coming out. I have to finish my build series. I just put out a video. If you're a beginner or a new player and you're interested in healing and support and how to actually go about that, I made a video about it. I really nice. like making it. Um, <laughs> Twitter, Instagram. I stream here on Twitch tonight. Elden Ring actually because i'm not going to be in like 100 degree weather with the migraine so i'll be fine tonight because <laughs> i go stream it now i can raid you um <laughs> you need food i think i'm having a small oh what a day thank you very much for being here rookery the Hello. things yeah <laughs> you can find me everywhere at Rookery, R-O-O-K-U-R-I. Um, I usually stream two to three days a week over on Twitch. I try to aim to have at least one video, sometimes more, go up a week on YouTube, uh, covering everything from my actual playthroughs of games, my big feelings, big emotions, uh, to lore and other content, as well as the coverage and stuff that I got to do for, oh my gosh, both the launch day live stream pre-show uh, and then also the uh, sort of media tour equivalent that we had for End of Dragons. If you're curious to learn more about those different maps and what the developers had to say about them as we got to play alongside them. Um, and you can also find me on Twitter at rookery underscore. Uh, you have to add the underscore on uh, Instagram as well, just at rookery. So wherever we are, it's always good to see you. And I'm always happy to share some laughs and um, think about... <laughs> Nope, never mind. That's it. I love laughing. No, 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 no. Like that. That's what I gotta come up with. That should be nice. What was that? Nothing. Wait, what did you say? You will be messaging me later, but you. What did you say? You know, I didn't say anything, Jebro. I didn't say it. It's just when Rook when Rook starts to say something and goes, "Oop, never mind." You know it's good. You know it's good. (laughs) You know, I just realized that what I was gonna say it was gonna sound really well, not maybe any weirder than anything else we've said today. But you know, I didn't feel like it was appropriate (laughs) because that's something that's always the foremost of my concerns. So I was gonna say that's bollocks. (laughs) (laughs) It was a true (laughs) actual bollocks. Please go and follow everyone here because 
Why not? <laughs> it's easy to do. Um, also, you can watch the Lightbringers podcast, all previous episodes on YouTube, also on Twitch as well. If you want to try and find the VODs, I'm trying to put them in the playlist. I should do that. Um, there's all the old episodes are at the very least anyway on youtube you can on anchor as well you can go and listen audibly that's a word i'm pretty sure yes i don't know why i just tried to look it up um it's jebro unity i'm just making sure um jebro anchor.fm slash jebro unity for the podcast there's some little itty bits and pieces that i put on there sometimes about thoughts that i have i.e. surrender button pvp just before side fry into the never that's more old um and controversial and people get sad when i talk about stuff sometimes um but also i stream on twitch on the weekends friday saturday sunday most of the time um this is what i do to pay the rent while i'm in grad school being an internship working with kids and adolescents as a mental health counselor in the community it's great work it's awesome work but i do not get paid for it so if you ever do want to support the channel I do a lot of work on the podcast as well as these fine people being here um, and all the other things that we do on the channel. Um, we also have our subathon next weekend, which is going to be awesome. And if you just want to come and hang out with an awesome bunch of peeps, then you're very welcome. But I would also encourage you to very much do the same with all of the awesome guests that we've had on today, as well as welcoming uh, Bloom, who's new to the podcast as well. It's very, very awesome to have you here. Thank you for having me. Um, like literally last minute notice, it was 4 a.m., 3 a.m. <laughs> that I was like on my phone and I got a message from Robert and unfortunately uh, having some back issues at the moment. So if you can send them some love, I'd appreciate that as well. Um, and then I was like, oh God. <laughs> and I was like, play it, yep. me. Okay, cool. Yeah. They're great. Yep. Let's do this. Yep. I'm a substitute Australian. For today. Substitute awesome. You're not a substitute. You are a first choice. You, you just got, you just hear <laughs> earlier than I expected. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. You're great. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you all of you for so, so much for having me. It's been awesome. Love it's chatting about Gilmore's. It was so fun hours. to talk with you. It was, it was yeah, like it flew by. <laughs> yeah, it really did. <laughs> it does. Yeah. It always does. We always have fun chats. Sure. Hopefully, um, I'm gonna f- send you over to Cello Frag because I love his accent. That's basically the main reason. <laughs> like, yeah. uh, okay. Oh shoot! I should have done that afterwards. Oh well. Whoops. Uh, let's see. Okay, everyone. Thank you so much for watching. Take care very much. Etc. Uh, Etc. Et um, have some some chicken nuggets tonight if you want to I'm going to have some chicken tendies uh, chicken tendies that tendies. sounds so good chicken tendies with some spinach some milk. Some a little bit. Milk and chicken tendies I don't know how I feel about that voice oh no tune in next week for more of Cruz's nipples and I will also be getting an exorcism Nipples will return. <laughs> nipples and exorcism? Wait, My what? nipples will be exercised. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I don't think that's the right phrasing. Like, you're, you'll be flexing them? Like, they'll be... No, exorcism. Like, they will, like, They're going to be removed. Someone will splash oh, holy no. water on me and say some prayers. Thank you so much for watching the Lightbringers Go podcast. If you want to come back for more in the future, you probably want to for more randomness. See you soon on the Lightbringers podcast. Bye-bye for now. Yeah.